Mark. Hi, Brian. Is your mic on there? I don't think so. There we go. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi, Brian. Hi, <laughs> Oh, um, hey, everybody. Hey. Oh, my God. Did you guys redecorate? <laughs> we tore the building down. Different. Oh, that's probably what happened. Well, let us uh, set the stage. We're uh, taking over with the uh, Gary Moore show. And, Gary, thank you for having us. It's all yours. Uh, there are a lot of cameras pointed at us because social media is all the rage these days. So we've got that to deal with. Just so you know, Mark still has a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. Hey, it still works. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we, first and foremost, uh, one of the things that we're honored to be able to say is that we were half of the 50 years mm. of the most iconic call letters in history, 95.5 KLOS. And, of course, KLOS is celebrating their 50th anniversary. Unbelievable. The, uh, an icon in the city, an icon in the country, KLOS. And, and for them to invite us back and allow us to come in, Gary, thank you. Uh, very, very much. You're very welcome. If it hadn't been for you guys for 25 years, this might be, you know, Dutch polka music or something. You know, <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, I love yeah. Dutch polka music. Well, that's good, but it's. it's, it's... <laughs> so, as far as today, uh, along with celebrating 95.5 KLOS, uh, there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about. And, you know, Brian and I spoke several times in the past couple of weeks, and we we kind of decided, listen, let's go in and have our guns loaded and, and have a lot of stuff to talk about and some bits and some fun. Uh, we're going to open the phones and talk to you guys, and we're just going to take today, like we did each and every show I think that we ever did, and that's that we start out and we've got a plan, but then something happens, yeah. and we go there. It takes a, a life of its own, as it were. That's pretty much what the show was about. Um, and it's going to be very, very raw and not raw, dirty. Well, we could go there. But it's, it's going to be uh, it's not going to be the well-oiled machine uh, that right. I was actually going to say that was the Mark and Brian show, but we never actually were a well-oiled machine. Uh, but So you're going to hear us like just, you know, with Gary and tell him to, hey, can we play that? And we're just going to kind of do this as we go, and we want you to be a part of it. We want you to be there. We want you to call the show. We'd love. It's going to be reminiscing, playing some old sketches. We have some new sketches we're going to do. It's going to be a ball, and it's an honor for both of us to be here. And I can't. I just had a the, one of those moments. I'm looking over at you. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. We're doing a radio show. I know. This is so awesome. <laughs> I know. So, so fun. Um. So yeah, we uh, we talked with Heidi and Frank this morning. Uh, we were on for they were great. Break. They were fantastic, and and I told Heidi and Frank how nice it is that they would allow uh, their predecessors to come in on their program. There's not many morning shows that would really allow that, and they embraced it and and brought us in and let us be a part of uh, of their program. And we really, really did appreciate that. It means a lot, and they're two great people, and they've done incredibly well. Um, so as we move into this first break, Gary, we're depending on you for everything because we had a meeting. With the program director of KLOS, Steve uh, uh, Keith. 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 And Keith told us some valuable things in this meeting. We had <laughs> this phone call we had. If I started laughing, I almost did. Uh, Mark, I know he'd just crack up and we wouldn't be able to finish the uh, conference call, but this happened a couple of days ago. All right. So I can tell you what happened with uh, Mike, uh, the, the conversation that we had. Uh, he told us three things. One, don't cuss. 
He brought this up twice, maybe three times. So uh, we are professional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know really where it came from, but he told us not to cuss. Now, this goes against an article that I read in Radio Is Us, and that is uh -huh. is that when we were doing the show yeah. for 25 years, together 27, yeah. cussing you could not do. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. could push it as far as we want, but I read an article, and maybe Keith has not read it. What was the name of the magazine again? I was, Radio Is Us. <laughs> and, and, and it said that cussing is now... Free form, oh, wow. whatever you want. Whoa. Say it, and I don't think he knows it. Now, we heard his note, and it was a good note. No cussing. I'm just saying as far <laughs> as the FCC, they encourage it. Well, that's nice, and thank you, FCC. <laughs> Could have used it, you know, 20 years. Right. Um, uh, and uh, the, you'll, you'll like this, Gary. Uh, also in that conversation with the program director. This is my favorite. Uh, he, he said, so you'll have the... Um, the phone screen there, so you you might want to work out some code with Gary, like say if it's line two, you could say hold up two fingers, <laughs> or I don't know, maybe you could say something like, for instance, say it's John on line two. Can we go to line two? All right, now my see here was my conundrum because I was listening to that. So we do have a problem, Gary, and that we don't know which way. Uh, Laura, would you get Keith in here, please? It is Keith, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Which way so, would be good for you? Uh, yeah. So here's here's yeah. the thing. If we're going to go to uh, line four, yeah. now we can do one of two things. We can say, Gary, go to line four, four right. or we can hold up four right. fingers. Right. But hold hang on, hey, hang Gary. on. So but what <laughs> if what if we did a mixture of both? Check us ooh, out. Ooh, Check us ooh. out. What if we do... Hey, Gary, go to line four. He's holding up four That's really fingers. clear. Yeah. <laughs> that helps me a lot. Yeah. Keith, now I get it. What do Hi, you? Keith, this is the program director, Kalo S. Well, Keith. I think you're taking things a little out no, of we context. Weren't. No, we were not. So. No, I think that's exactly how it went. We were trying to give you a good visual. And by visual. the way, my impression of you, dead on. <laughs> Very good. You haven't lost a step. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> trying to give you a visual of what to expect, expect since you haven't been in the studio. Well, listen, much appreciated. No question about it. I did love the fact that but you But don't hit, cuss. Yeah, you know, twice, yeah, twice but in no the cussing. same phone call. <laughs> <laughs> he, heard your, he heard your podcast. Uh, listen, we've thanked everybody, of course, uh, Heidi and Frank this morning, and, of course, um, Gary Moore for uh, allowing us to invade his studio on his show in his time. But also, uh, all seriousness, uh, we uh, we appreciate you. You've, you've worked very hard to get us here and, and, and make sure that everything, you know, we, we have what we need. So thank well, you very much. Well, we're thrilled that you were uh, willing to do it. Uh, like Gary said earlier, if not for you, we may not even be here. Mm. Uh, you're one of the True. most decorated morning shows in radio history, so just have fun today. And don't cuss. All right, no, wait. Hang on. Hang on. The other note we got was play the commercials. Now, having said that, uh, Gary, how long before our, our next uh, commercial break? Just eight or nine minutes. Eight or nine minutes. Okay, so he made sure. Now, let's be clear with this, Rick. I don't know <laughs> what you're getting paid. But today, Brian and I are working for frickin' free. And I, frankly... Wait a minute, what? Frickin', I said frickin'. Thank you, good night. <laughs> I am out of here. No, look, back in the Mark and Brian day, the one thing we always... Now, you're going to have a heart attack on this one. But in early, early Mark and Brian, we would go some mornings for two straight hours.
And I, at the early part, I ran the board, and the spots were lined up in five. But we would go for two hours. I would just stack the commercials <laughs> on top of each other, and then and just float them. you're going to have a heart attack. At 9.15, <laughs> we would play 45 straight <laughs> minutes of commercials. And get this. People sat through them because we would come in in the middle of those spots and do bits and then go back to the spots. Genius. <laughs> That's genius stuff right there, Keith. If you say Are you so. You taking notes, man? If you say so. <laughs> so, no cussing, hit the spots. Line four, Gary. In fact, let well, Gary know what you want to do. What? Keith, we got it. Right. God. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Absolutely. In fact, Keith, because uh, we're having fun with you, you pick whatever line, oh, God. Uh, whatever line, and we will go to that. For, uh, our, now, get this, folks. This is big. Our very first Mark and Brian phone call from a listener in six and a half years. Yes. All right. So, Gary, you... line two. Oh God. Oh, hold up your fingers. Line you two. <laughs> that would be two. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> line two. It's an eight one eight number. Uh, do we have a name? We don't have a name. Oh, because we're not. Yeah, we Taking them, okay. Uh, sorry, Mark and Brian Radio Program. Boy, that's odd to say. Uh, and uh, you are on the air. What's your name? Hi, my name's Dan Waite. Hello, Hi, Dan. What are you doing? I, I'm an early listener, Mark and Brian. Okay, so when did you begin listening? Wow, it was very, very early on. I used to buy my Christmas trees from the lot. Wow, wow. that was early, early, Mark and Brian. Yeah, in fact, Mark, I recorded uh, an Alabama Auburn game for you one time and gave it to you at the Christmas tree uh, lot. So that you could watch it because you had missed it. I clearly remember that. That was a Big fantastic. Win by Auburn that year. Yeah, very, very cool. It didn't happen often, but. Uh, no. So where do you live? I'm in Tonga. And what do you do for a living? I work for a travel company. Exactly doing what? I work for I, I work for uh, reporting. I do a lot of reporting for a company that we book travel for. Do you like that job? It, it gets me by. Yeah. And what kind of rack do you got hanging off you? <laughs> Eight points. Okay. Cool. So did you, you call for a specific reason, or did you just call? I just called to say hi. I wanted to say uh, Dan Waite was on line one and get somebody to hold up one finger if they could. <laughs> well, we appreciate the assist, man. Thank I just wanted to say hi and welcome back, and it's great hearing you guys again. Uh, thanks, Dan. Well, we can, uh, we can say this. Uh, we are... <laughs> We're going to have, and a lot of you that listen to the program, you're going to shudder when you hear this, and some will celebrate. Uh, but apparently, there is a Disney promotion, and Brian and I are not new to Disney promotions. There, thank you. You know what? The oh. folks at Disney, the events that they gave us. They it, did it right. I mean, they would, we, we are the answer to a trivia question. And the question is this. Who are the only two people that were allowed to drive their Harleys? around Disneyland before it opened. The answer is Mark and Brian. They would turn the place over, and we have a very soft spot for Disney. We have tickets. And to give those tickets away, we're only supposed to give away one pair, and, and Gary, um, Keith. Keith doesn't know. <laughs> Keith doesn't know this. We're going to go ahead and give away both pairs, and we're going to do that with Kids Break. Now, those of you that don't know what this is, this is where you call up with your kids. Not now. Do not call now. It is not time for kids' break. Yeah, we've got four hours. We will announce when we want you to call to basically bastardize your children. <laughs> Sell them out. In fact, we usually have a, uh, an age limit, but let's go 10, 10 and under. Sure. All right, let's go 10 and under, and we know you're going to lie. Like, yeah, this is my 
son Timmy and he's nine. Hi guys, you know <laughs> we know you. But any kind of talent, stupid talent, great talent, real talent, whatever. When we tell you to call, and we'll give you what is the number to call? One eight hundred nine five 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 six seven. Is it still? It's you still say is, that yes. twenty five years. Yes. Oh my god! Exactly. It's still the uh, same yep. number. Uh, yep. Gary, how long do we have? Uh, three minutes. Three okay, minutes. I have to give you credit. Me credit. Yes. Because kids break, and, and and when it was mentioned that we would do one, yeah, um, I have to give you credit. You were the mainstay. You were the concrete in that building. Because I think if I'm looking at it analytically, when kids break and, and the kid would get on and he was sniveling, and yeah. I, I just, as a parent, I just wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> and Brian stayed the course. When the whole thing was falling apart, Brian is in there. <laughs> Trying to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to move it along. And it's, but it's exactly what you said, Mark. It, it was that you have kids. I have always come from the place where... What a cute kid. I hold it for two seconds, give it back. <laughs> so during the kid talents thing, I would listen for two seconds, be positive, and move on. But, oh, if you could sit across Mark during kid breaks, those, and we were giving away Disney four-packs, and, um, and the look on your face, it was, it was joyful for me. It was, it, was, it, was, it was beyond intimidating. It was a physical pain for me when the kid would not speak. Uh, you could hear the parent, talk to him, talk to him, shut up. Mark and I used to have, well, a bunch of codes. Uh, you know, if we're, we we want to get, we're on the air, the mics are on, and I can't say something to him. But this was my code. If you look at my face, sorry, this is not, okay, on the radio. But um, uh, when Mark was really getting frustrated and cranky, <laughs> fussy, <laughs> fussy, cranky, <laughs> move it along, uh, I would just, I would look at Mark and go like this. <laughs> like, smile. It's almost over. And he was correct. Yeah. Look, we all have our moments, don't we? Yeah. And luckily, <laughs> hopefully, we have somebody in our life that can make it go well. I can't wait for a kid talent break. Don't okay, call so, now. Don't call now. We'll tell you when. Yeah, really, don't call now. We're not going to take your call. But uh, today is going to be... Um, a little bit of everything. We've got some some fun memories that we can share. We are going to take mm -hmm. your calls. As Brian had mentioned, there are some fresh new bits and scripts that Brian has brought in. We're going to just do a little bit of everything. But as we said, as we did with every show, we come in, we've got our guns loaded, and then the show takes the left. We've got a few guests that we and, – and, and speaking of that, and, and we'll take a break, Gary. Uh, so many people attacked – not attacked contacted Laura Stringer, the great Laura Stringer. Laura was with us on day two back in, that would be September 9th, 1987, and was with us for so many years. Her second show, that's right. And and she wow. is the reason that we're not only here today, but that we're being considered for the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, Laura has been the mainstay for the end. Huh? Just for a minute. What's that? Who's here? All right, Laura has brought herself in and bringing something. ABC wants to come. Oh, Channel 7. Channel oh, 7. oh, the perfect timing because we're just about to take a commercial break. Okay. Gary Morris would like. Thank God. So, but we will take your calls. We'll do a little bit of everything that'll come up today. And we're just honored to be not only back together again for this one day, but to be on KLA. And we're also honored with the uh, uh, 
the, the response when this was announced, when Kayla was announced, we were going to be here on Twitter and all the social media, you guys. Um, we, we missed you, and, uh, and you guys just, just you, you've already made us feel welcome with your, uh, like, like on Twitter, uh, last night I think it came in, or maybe the day before, this lady goes, I feel like it, it was, yeah, it was last night, because she said, I feel like it's Christmas Eve, mm. and mm. Santa's coming, and I get wow. to see what my presents are tomorrow. Wow. And that just, I'm, cool. Well, to, to go back to, to Laura, she was inundated with people that had worked with the Mark and Brian program for all those 25 years that wanted to be a part of the show. And Laura did not want to turn it into, hey, I worked with Mark and Brian, that for four hours. So the conscious message she shared with everybody was that we can only fit a couple of people that were with Mark and Brian for a very, very long extended period of time. But for those of you that did reach out to Laura we love you, and we wish that we could fit everybody in. It just wasn't physically possible. So, Laura, we'll thank you later and give you even more uh, uh, props. But uh, she's standing here, so thank you for, for, for making this happen. And, Gary, before we go, i got about a 23-minute story I'd like to share. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a comment, if you have a question, if you have a memory, we are here. It's 1-800-955-5567. It is our reunion program. This is Mark and Brian on 95.5 KLOS. John Spence, KLOS salesman, just uh, texted, uh, guys, just have fun with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, hope you're enjoying a special KLOS 50th anniversary reunion show with Mark and Bryant. It's all thanks to your Southern California Toyota dealers. We make it easy. And Bristol Farms, best tasting, freshest food. Tis the Mark and Brian radio program reunion show. So, um, we are, uh, we are here doing the reunion show as brian just mentioned and of course we just play aerosmith back in the saddle brings up the one or two times we had steven tyler Mm. on the show and it made it easy for us to get the rock and roll iconics because it was 95.5 klos steven could not have been more amenable uh friendly open creative great but one of the things that i remember most and we mentioned this earlier on Heidi and Frank or the podcast or whatever it was, <clears throat> we left. The show was over. We were done. We had four or five meetings. We left. Uh, Steven Tyler stayed because he knows he's Steven Tyler and everybody wants a picture. So Steven went out to every cubicle in the sales department, took the selfies, signed the autographs, did the thing. And everybody in their cubicles had a picture of him on their desk the next day. It framed. And I love that because he knows who he is. A lot of people run from it. He didn't. And we've got a lot of great things that we want to talk about musically. We're here uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, but the most important is we're celebrating uh, the call letters of 95.5 KLOS. They've been broadcasting 50 years. And we, Mark and Brian, were half of that, 25 years. And we were uh, very excited when they invited us to come back and have this one-day reunion. And I, I don't know about if you felt the same way, but there are people we haven't seen for six and a half years, people uh, that worked in the office, that worked in the sales office, mm-hmm. that worked in the traffic department. We just saw Rhonda. R- and Rhonda. Oh, right. By the way, thank you, Rhonda. Rhonda brought Toyota in to mm-hmm. uh, to uh, sponsor this uh, four hours. So thank you, Rhonda. But um, uh, John Spence and there's just tons of people that I, I saw every single day. And now here they are again. Still here. Yeah. Which says a lot. Uh, Laura, can we get uh, Keith in here, please? 
<laughs> got a little problem. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, uh, before we go any further, uh, again, Gary, thank you for letting us come in and be a part hey, of oh, this. please. Uh, things are going to get a little hairier as we go. But we've been getting a lot of emails from Gary. He embraces the craziness. Yep. He loves being a part of it. Yep. Uh, where is Keith? He's across the street. Okay. We're going to have to do this on our own then. Mm -hmm. um, do we want to hold up five fingers? Do we want to say it live? Do both? Or just go to line five? I mean, this is up to us. He's not here. Let's use cinco. Line five. Just say cinco. Okay. Gary? It's, yes. it's, it's Swedish. Cinco. Line cinco. Got it. One, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> Welcome to the Mark and Brian reunion show. You are on the air. What's your name? Oh, t Mark and Brian, this is Teresa. You probably know me because I've called so many times. And one, first of all, I am so absolutely thrilled. I took the day off from work so I could listen to you. Well, thank you. That, what do you do for what do you do for a living? I'm, I'm a musician and I'm an optician. So you don't work. <laughs> I do. All right, so, all right, so you say musician. What do you play? I'm the ki keyboard player and the keyboard nice. bass player, and I'm the chick singer. Okay. Oh, nice. Sing is, is it like a cover band or original stuff? It's a cover band. Um, we do have original stuff. We've gone that route, too. All right, so well, on your your show, I sang Evergreen. I don't know if you remember that, but I did. All right, <laughs> give, give us a little taste of that real quick. Okay. That is so good. That is, thank you so much. I remember you now. Sure you do. Now, uh, Teresa, it, it says here that you did a lot of winning on the Mark and Brian program. Yes, and I got 10.99 for it because I won so many tickets from your show. Are you one of those, were you one of those people that were like a professional radio prize getter? Where, where you, I, you're... I, it's all of your fault because I never really did that until I listened to your show. And then I listened to everybody doing all these different bits. And you had to come up with creative things or else you were not going to be chosen to talk to you guys. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, one of the best ones I ever did was uh, I won ninth row Rolling Stones tickets. And you didn't like when people fooled you. I, I remember that, but we did fool you. How did you fool us? Okay. Well, I called okay. really early in the morning. Me and my coworker, a, a guy, planned it. My husband was sleeping. And I told him, you know, um, I go to work, and when me and this guy are alone, he goes in the bathroom, and I want to know what he's doing. And, my, of course, Brian says, he's probably spanking the monkey or something. He said something like that, spanking the monkey. So at least you appear to have been fooled. I don't know. That was probably just your acting. And, uh, you know, I was suspecting. I, I was making it like I was. Gifted <laughs> What'd you say? Right, go no, ahead. No, 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 sorry, we were just tagging. Figuring out things. You told, even though he was 20 years younger, you suggested that we get together anyway. Listen, Teresa, thank you for the call, and, and congratulations on winning all that stuff. Uh, many of our listeners didn't get to go to places because you took it all. <laughs> it's true. That's right, I did. And thank you. Thank you for all your great bits, like Bad Joke Guy, um, all of your fantastic bits. I just loved everything, and I still do. I well, still Teresa, love. thank you. Nice of you to call. Thank you for taking the day Thanks. off. Thanks, Mark and Brian. We'll Bye talk bye. to you soon. Uh, okay. okay, so here we go. Um, Keith, uh, okay, thank God. Okay, we did the first one on our own. Program director uh, Keith is back now. We just went Cinco, line Cinco. Now, we're going to go to line seven. Do you want us to hold up our fingers? Do you want us to say it? 
because uh, you're the program director of Kayla. We don't want to screw it up. We haven't cussed yet. And we did take like. a commercial break. Sounds like. Sounds like. Sounds like or smoke signals. Okay, Gary? Yes. Sounds like Evan. Evan. Okay. That's, that's not a word that rhymes with Evan. That would Welcome be... back, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Good to see you. Uh, let's go to Michael Conger. Michael, good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, Michael. What's going on? I was one of your interns at I-95 in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, my God. The first now, station they put Mark and I together, complete yes. strangers. And, um, and, I, and I was with you at the uh, Iron Bowl pep rally, me, you, and Karen L. Spolita. Wow. And Karen L. did our news and she was weather. Great. Yeah, Karen L. She had a hot daughter. So now, what did you do, Michael? As in, because I'll be honest, I didn't know we had interns at uh, I ninety five on the market. We handed out we handed out stickers. We handed out things for people to register for free tickets. Um, at the uh, when you did the turkey drops off the roof, we were keeping everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> we threw a lot of things off the roof. We did we, what Christmas trees, <laughs> uh, turkeys, yeah. frozen turkeys? I need to get info for you because I, I have photos of that. Um, of that pep of the pep rally, I have pictures of all of us together, and I'd like to get copies of those for you guys, and uh, so you can have them for your memories and stuff. And um, I know when I get done here, I'll call back or somehow get in touch with them and give them my email address, and maybe we can contact and get you guys some of the stuff I still have. Well, but, Michael, um, uh, listen, very kind of you to call, and thank you. And we can. Uh, can you please do Bo Jackson? Boat. Not, yeah. not, <laughs> not these days. Yeah, that's not exactly. <laughs> oh no, something you'd want. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, thank you for calling, man. And um, uh, listen, uh, I, I want, I want to say this. I have a uh, six years, six and a half years go by, and you know, I play a lot of golf. I, you know, talk to a lot of people, and uh, one of the things they, uh, they'll come up and tell the joke, especially on the golf course. And and over the six and a half years, I've sort of compiled. You know, I always remember the best one. So I have my favorite joke uh, that I've heard in six and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'll, I'll share it with you later. But I, th this is what's called a tease. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I'll share it with you. Great. All right, let's go to line nine and talk to... Nobody's there. Well... Nobody's there. Line nine. Oh, oh, great. Was okay. Line ten? No, it's so nine. nine there. Uh, okay, so... Uh, this voice that you're going to hear, along with the very first two voices you heard, which was Mark and Brian, you heard this voice. Line nine, would you please <laughs> welcome yourself into the program? Okay, we'll just spoil it. Hey, Chuck. We can hear Mary. Chuck sounds different. We can hear Mary talking. <laughs> <laughs> Did Chuck get castrated? There he is. Chuck, how are you? Hey, yeah. Well, so much for, for the mystery guest. Well, uh, it's line 10. It was amazing. Yeah, hi. I'm, I'm great. Let us tell. Uh, you got, All right, you guys sound wonderful. It's so fun listening to you on the radio again. Uh, well, it's great to be here. And let us tell you the surprise Mark and I got this morning. Mm. Uh, the first interview we did before we went on um, Heidi and Frank was with Spectrum. Mm -hmm. And just Laura said, just be here by quarter to uh, quarter to eight, around you know, as soon as you can get here, eight o'clock. And, and that's the first interview. 
And so we go in this really great rock and roll room they have here at the station, and there's a little stage, and there's three chairs sitting there. And and Laura said, uh, Mark, you sit here. Brian, you sit here. And we're, all, we're, we're just waiting for the interviewer, just some whoever is going to do the questions. We don't know who's going to be. And we sat there, and uh, Laura opens the door, and Chuck Moshantz walks in. He does. And uh, it's as we said on that very first day of Mark and Brian. Uh, we look through the glass. Uh, and there's Chuck and his face and that smiling face that welcomed us and said, I'm in oh, yeah. whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, we'd love uh-huh. to do it. And Chuck was you know, a big part of that. That's still that's still my same attitude. I'd have been part of this event in any way you guys wanted it. The coincidence of not me now working for Spectrum TV. And when they suggested the other day, why don't you fly down here and you guys and you'll be the one to interview Mark and Brian. I just jumped on that so fast. So it was so fun to uh, to meet you guys uh, and have the reunion that way this morning. Well, that was a ball. Chuck flies down here just to do the interview and rushes back to the airport after the interview to fly back up to up to Portland. I mean, what a gift. Yeah, uh, thanks. It's, it's so great to hear you guys on the air. And, you know, I was on uh, – I, I hadn't even been thinking about it. For me, this is all Mark and Brian Day, but this is also KLOS's 50th anniversary. Mm. I was there before you guys got there. How I was many years? KLOS for like – I was there for 20 years. Wow. So how many years? So wait, how long had you been there when we started? You started in 87? Yes. Is that right? Yes, September yeah, I, 87. I started, I started in 82, so I was there five years wow. before you guys. Wow. And then yeah. you were with us how long, Chuck? It felt like forever. <laughs> yeah, didn't it, though? Time flies. <laughs> um, well, I was with you guys in two stints. I was there all told for 18, you know, for... Um, uh, well, I left the station in 2000, but I was away for a couple of years. Um, and uh, so I, I guess I was with you guys for 16 years, something like that. Wow. Well, well Chuck, I'm, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if there's another name or another voice that would be as iconic with us than, than you. And you have been a part of our lives for so, so many years and yep. so honored that you would take the time to fly down. He mm-hmm. Chuck's a therapist. He had to cancel a couple of sessions to come down and do what it meant. The well, I mean, priorities. I, no, there's no question. Way over job. <laughs> Mentally problem people. Or no, no question. Mark and Brian. No yeah. question You're about right. it. Uh, but right. Chuck, no, we... I was, I was thrilled, thrilled to do it and, and so thrilled to be a part. I mean, uh, I was just doing my job all those years. But as it turns out, in retrospect, I am so thrilled to have been a part of all that uh, that you guys were, that we were. Well, Chuck, we know you got to fly out. We love you. We always will. Uh, I know that uh, Chuck and I have spoken at times throughout. Uh, I'm sure the same for you. He is a friend for life. And, Chuck, uh, if you ever need anything, call somebody who cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had me right up to that last the feeling, the feeling of all that, what you just said, is completely mutual. <laughs> <laughs> the great Chuck Moshantz, everybody. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks again for this morning. Right. What, a, what a surprise that was. Um, so cool. i, I got to tell you something. Uh, we touched on it in one of our phone calls uh, in preparing for this. But uh, about three or four days ago, here's what happened. Um, I'm writing the sketch. I wanted to bring in you know, a new character, and I was kind of toying with the Cajun sportscaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's going to call in the show, and you guys are going to uh, going to ask if, if we could help him with his career. Now, this is a very gravelly voice, 
And um, it's new, so I've been working my butt off with it. Mm -hmm. And about four days ago, after working many days on this character, my voice left me. Mm -hmm. It totally, like, I'm talking like this. Mm -hmm. Now, four days from now, I have to... I'm going to be on Kayla West with Mark and Brian. We're going to do a show. And I was so freaked out. Um, so all the interviews we've done today, and we've done a ton of them and, and honored to do them, uh, I'm starting to lose my voice again. Mm. So I'm trying to hold out for another three and a half <laughs> hours or however long we got. But it, I'm, I'm just, this is not going to go well. And I'm not doing the Cajun bit, by the way, because I, I totally would lose it. Well, uh, you sound good to me. Uh, I mean, I know that because you and I spoke several days ago, and when you answered the phone, yeah, I thought okay. I went from that to sounding like Peter Brady. It's time to change. I had my voice, my voice would crack. I'm like, hi, Laura. I was wondering. So, um, we 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 spoke with Michael. He was an intern at I-95, and a lot of you don't know what that is. The very first time that we got together mm. was I-95 WAPI FM in Birmingham, and so it's a good time to quickly tell the story into how that whole thing came about. It's a much asked question. I forgot to mute my phone one moment. So I was working at uh, I uh, at WHHY FM, Y102, doing afternoons. It was a highly rated program, doing very well. And my program director and dear friend Mark St. John comes to me and he said, I'm leaving and I'm going to go program the station in Birmingham and I know that you want to get on morning. So as soon as I got it ready, I'll call you. You'll come up and we'll do it. And so several months later, Mark leaves, several months later, I get the call at St. John. He goes, so Bernie Barker, the GM, and I are going to drive down to Montgomery and listen, have a good show tomorrow. Did my best. Get a call a couple of days later, it's St. John, and I'm excited. And he says, uh, okay, so we heard the show. Problem, uh, Bernie Barker hated you. Uh, didn't enjoy it. So, you know, like you do in radio, you just let it go. Next. And I wound St. up. St. John could sugarcoat those words. <laughs> I mean, so, so sweet. So while that's happening and I'm staying where I am, Brian, tell this part of it because I know the ins and outs, but you and another guy were brought Yes. Um, I was uh, interning uh, in Chicago uh, at a Q101, the Murphy in the Morning Show. And I started doing voices on his show. I remembered I get $25 to do a voice. Wh wow. Uh, I know. I know. Usually it's free. I know. Check you yeah. out. Um, Rolling in the money. It was great. And uh, the, the guy uh, uh, that, that I interned for, he is the, you'll, you'll still hear him. It's Peter Stacker. He's mm. the, the 100,000 watt blowtorch. That, wow. that guy. Wow. That voice, you'll hear him on everything. Wow. He's still working today, unbelievably. And um, he, he, my internship was kind of getting to an end, and he really wanted to help me. Mm. And he had done the blowtorchy voiceover work for, for I-95 mm. uh, in Birmingham. And so he called them. And it, wow. I, I was in the room. And when Peter Stacker from Chicago calls, you know, you're going to listen. Take the call. I don't know if he was talking to Bertie Barker or Mark St. John, or, but uh, I was in the room. And he goes, hey, guys, listen, uh, I've got this guy. He knows nothing about radio, <laughs> but he's an improv comedian. He's in this, and he writes. He does characters. He does this, he this. If you put him together with someone who knows anything about radio, <laughs> you might have yourself a morning show. So they flew me down. Mm -hmm. And I get off the plane, and I'm so nervous. I'm wearing my only tie. I only had one tie. What Been am I there. wearing a tie for? It's really. Been there. Um, and so there's a white limousine. Wow. Parked outside where the plane pulled up. Okay. And so I, I get out, wow. and they, the guy opens the door, and I get in, and there's Bernie Barker 
with his uh, uh, fake leather suede jacket. I love that jacket. (laughs) And um, the first thing he said is, now, Brian, if you decide to take this job. Oh, wow. And I just. If I decide to, right? I hadn't even. They didn't. I'm here to me beg because it's Peter Stacker. He talked me up so much. Sure. So, um, so they did. They they put me together with this guy, um, uh, oh Mark. Oh, what was his name? O'Brien. O'Brien. Mark O'Brien. It was going to be the Brian, uh, the O'Brien and Brian show. He was going to be the, the the radio jock, and I was going to be the the funny. And we met, and uh, he was wonderful, and we got along great. He was an older gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, but we just we were kind, and we were we just gonna, it was going to be great. Well, he was calling from, or he was coming from um, Kansas City, and mm-hmm. he didn't want to leave. His wife didn't want to leave, oh. and he made that call, and he was so disappointed. He was like, "I really wanted to work with you. I really want to work with you." Oh. So then uh, Mark St. John calls. And he goes, I said, well, so what are we going to do? You know, uh, and he goes, mm, well, um, I know this guy. All and, right. And I said, okay, well, tell me about him. When he walks into a room, you know he's there. <laughs> <laughs> so while that was happening, O'Brien and Brian, I got an offer to do mornings at KRBE in Houston, which was major market. Yeah. That's my dream. I want yeah. this. I took it. Nice. $50,000 a year. Crazy. Over a two-week period, the, the, the job, I don't get into details, it started falling apart. I pulled out. I cried for three days. Uh, then, as I'm literally wondering what I'm going to do, I get a phone call from Mark St. John. Mark says... Have you ever considered working with another guy? And I said, well, sure, because I'm kind of at that point where what's next? And he goes, we're, we're, we're bringing this guy in, and I want you to meet him. I said, wait a minute. Bernie Barker hates me. And he goes, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> we can get that. around that. <laughs> so he said, look. Uh, tomorrow, we're flying Brian in. He told me who he was, and he's this funny guy, and he does voices. We're going to fly him in. Can you come up to Birmingham, two and a half for me, and meet him? And I said, sure. So I finished my afternoon show. I made the trek up. I was late. Late. Way late. I played. I was in a softball league. It's really important to get that, fa- that ball game in. <laughs> yeah. So I did, and I drove up. Okay. So I'm late. I knock on the door of this hotel. hotel. Yeah. Right. And Brian, I think, was in the middle of eating because yeah. I guess he thought we were going to eat. Uh, that. My, no. my apologies. No, no. No, no. I, 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 you were late, and I, just, I didn't know if you were coming. Right. So I just went uh, across the street and got some Wendy's or something. I was eating, eating in the room. So uh, we went to my room, and it's now probably midnight. And we sat up all night long. And we talked, and we played tapes of each other for the other guy. I played some of mine. Brian played some of his. And at one point, I put a cassette tape in the recorder, and I recorded us doing a thing. It may still be in a box somewhere in the attic. I don't know. But at the end, as the sun came up, we both just said, this would probably be a lot of fun. Let's give it a try. There were no illusions of grandeur. It was just, let's have some fun. So we agreed to do it. How are we on time, Gary? We're fine. We'll do an idea. It's okay. like two, three minutes. And, and so when we agreed to do it, uh, they put us in. They had they, the station in Birmingham owned 
a um, a condominium. You're going to love this, Rita. Get ready. It, not a nice condominium, but it was you know <laughs> condominium and uh, one bedroom. Uh, they thought it'd be a great idea, and we're like, uh, all right. Uh, but they said, why don't you guys just uh, spend a week and stay in the condo together and get to know each other? Because again, we were complete strangers, and and we did. And the reason why I, I still believe this, the reason why the show took off, uh, uh, and proud to say, was that it sounded, Mark and I made it sound like we'd known each other forever when we hadn't. And the reason we did that is because we both wanted it to work so badly. And we were both professionals in, in what we did, and we both had talents in, in different areas. And we brought them together, and we wanted it to work so bad, that, and we worked so hard. Um, that it did, and it took off. Uh, because it was a one-bedroom apartment, we took turns. One guy gets the bed, the other sleeps on the couch. So it was April 15th, and we knew that at midnight, there's going to be a lot of people showing up at the post office to get their thing dated for the yes. thing. Yeah. So I'm on the couch trying to go sleep. Brian's at the bed, and we're talking. And we bring up that fact, and we both get the idea, hey, let's jump up. Because I had this cassette recorder with microphones, and we're going to go down and record a comedy bit talking to people as they're getting their taxes stamped and getting anything. So we go, we record it, we go to the radio station, we cut it together, and it is awful. It is unhorrible. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, so fine. We go back. It's now morning. I think we grab breakfast. We go back to the condo and discovered that we had locked ourselves out. We don't have a way to get back in. We go to the back of the oh, building. Yeah, oh, yeah. We go to the back of the building. Our room was on the second <laughs> floor, and there was balconies. Now, I don't know. I don't remember the decision process that went on, but it was Brian. <laughs> it didn't come from a think tank, I can tell you that. It's, it's, it's decided mm. that Brian will be the one to shimmy these balconies <laughs> and I just remember him swinging for this thing <laughs> now now I don't I don't once you got onto the balcony and I, this I loved this he got onto the balcony and then he leans over it's six in the morning and he yells I made it. <laughs> was the was the door to the balcony open? Yeah. Did you have to? Oh, it was we, open. Did, we hadn't locked it. No, that's the reason we thought to, okay. to do that. Uh, but to kind of put a period at, at the end of our first our beginning uh, together, so um, the day comes for our very first show together on uh, uh, um, I ninety five in Birmingham, and it went well. Mm, it went really well. You know, you you, you feel it as yeah. it's going, and, and like again, we we prepared and and it went well, and so it, kind of like this studio, there's a glass uh, wall separating the studio from the hallway and the sales department mm -hmm. and all that, and so we say our goodbyes, we take off our headphones, we sit back and just go, oh man, we. That went so well. We were both kind of got happy and giddy. And I walked around where Mark was running the board, standing up. And um, I stood behind him, and I started humping him in the butt. 
for, for a joke because we already kind of just comedy like keep in mind over on the right is this big pane of glass into the hallway so oh, I'm no. humping him and we're laughing and I'm like, taking it like he, and he's acting like he's taking yeah. it and uh, oh, yeah. then half the sales department uh, walks down the hallway to see their brand new morning show and he's and just going are. at it and there we are and I'm taking it and we're waving at them hi how you hey, doing hey how y'all doing yeah, we Good can sell see these guys oh yeah well um, uh, we know we have to do a legal ID and we've got some phone calls, but uh, when we get a minute, don't let us forget it. From that very first show, uh, it moved quickly for us. And the story of how we wound up here is one that should be told. But now, Gary, we, we also should play yeah. some, um, some uh, we, we have a couple new sketches, but we also should play some of the, the, the classic sketches or oh, yeah. the, the most popular sketches that you, that you guys requested too. So we'll get into that. Uh, so we're going to be clearing some phones here in a minute. Uh, we would love to hear from you if you have uh, a memory, a question. Whatever it may be, it's 1-800-955-5567. This is Mark and Brian, and this is 95.5 KLOS. Welcome back in. It is the Mark and Brian reunion show here on 95.5, sorry, 95.5 KLOS. Either or. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll take uh, either. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got a couple of phone calls we're going to get to, but not before we tell uh, another story. We'll come back to how we wound up here at 95.5 KLOS. Um, we had the wonderment, uh, the pleasure of so many fantastic guests on the program, and we can get into a conversation about them. But again, because we're honoring 50 years of 95.5 KLOS, we had the honor of having so many wonderful musical artists to come into the program. Um, one of those was Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. They were coming in to promote a show at the Greek Theater of Fleetwood Mac. And we had met uh, Lindsey on several occasions. He came in for his solo record. Great uh, guy. Fantastic. Awesome dude. Just fantastic. But we had not met Stevie. But it's set up that <clears throat> Stevie and Lindsay are going to come in and they're going to uh, promote the show and they're going to do Landslide live. Now or they, the, a song. They hadn't performed together mm -hmm. in public for a number of years. And there they were in our studio sitting next to each other. So uh, we're there. And Stevie was the first to arrive, and she asked to be taken to the green room, which she was. And within uh, a couple of minutes, she requested that the door that closed the green room had a small slit, a piece of glass. And she asked that it be covered with aluminum foil so that she couldn't see out and nobody could see in. And so we needed to go find aluminum foil. So uh, there was a lasagna in the refrigerator, <laughs> and I grabbed the Thinking aluminum, swiftly. aluminum foil off the lasagna. You know, I don't know where we found it, but we found it. All right, so it, it got done, and, and Lindsay arrives, Lindsay Buckingham. And he and we, had, as I said, we had had it on the program several times. He comes in. He's got his guitars. He takes them out. He's tuning them up. He's saying, hey, what's going on? So then... Word comes from the green room that there will be no live performance. So Lindsay, having been through this before... This, this came from Stevie. She wasn't in the mood. Right. She just didn't feel like singing the whatever planets weren't aligned or whatever. And, you know, it's Stevie and you love her for who she is. And so, okay. So Lindsay, having been through that, he just quietly starts putting his guitars away. It's just not going to happen. So, so it's now time to be on the air. 
Lindsay's ready. We need Stevie. Somebody please go get Stevie. So they do. Stevie's being walked down the hallway and is coming into the room. There is not going to be a live performance. She is then ushered close to the control room and standing there is a guy that worked with us. He did the past moments. Tito. Let us briefly <laughs> yes. explain that which was or is yeah. Tito. Tito is the most incredibly huge heart. Uh, he's, a, he's a big man. He's a, a hippie. You know, uh, he actually likes fish. Uh, <laughs> uh, the band. The band. The band, absolutely. Uh, uh, but he... he, he and he ran our, our our syndication board for 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 a while. Um, he's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. He really is just a sweetheart. And so, as Stevie is being ushered into the room, Tito, the hippie side, is standing right there, not trying to get in her way, but he's just standing there, and he's holding this bag. And we didn't know what was in the bag, but it was hippie crap. It was, you know, crystals, herbs, things, yeah. herbs, stuff. I like your herbs. <laughs> who, who, who I, I remember it had crystals in it. Yeah. And so as Stevie walks by him, he, he, and we're only seeing part of it, he offers her this bag. Well, she's moved by this. So Stevie and Tito huddle up. She's now late for the broadcast. We're already on the air, and we're talking with Lindsay. Uh, after they had huddled... She enters the room, and we talked a little bit, and Stevie, after huddling, while holding this bag of magic that Tito had given her, she announces that they will do Landslide Live. Before we go to that, let's go to line eight and let us talk to the man that is responsible for one of the performances that brought the hair on our arms uh, up. Truly. Let us welcome in Tito. Teets! How you doing? <laughs> Hello, my brother. There he is. Hey. There he is. <laughs> right on. Tito. Hey, Tito, what did the, uh, what did the guy say, uh, what did the fish fan say when he ran out of marijuana? Man, these guys hey, suck. <laughs> Tito, listen. We, we, we got to know. So you huddled up with Stevie. You gave her this yeah. bag of stuff. What was in the bag? Okay. Actually, my friend Lana made it for her. She's had, 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 you know, I asked some friends, some hippie friends that made stuff to make a bunch of things just to give it to her. And um, she's the only one that came through. And then um, she, she put crystals. She put a Buckeye nut. Remember that, Brian? Oh, the Buckeye nut. <laughs> the Buckeye nut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And um, seashells. And she went on a love ride with her boyfriend. So she collected a bunch of things and she put them in there. And she wrote a note to me. It said, uh, uh, said everything that was in there. And she said, may it bring Miss Stevie peace, love, and harmony. Love, Lana. And I put the note in there, too. So she actually read the note and she, it just blew her mind. It was it was. Well, you saved the day. Uh, you saved many days, Tito, but you saved the day. Now, Tito, before we go to the performance that you're responsible for, um, are you still <laughs> acting? Because Tito is this most unusual-looking, as Brian mentioned, guy, and he was working like more than any other actor doing background. Are you still doing that, Tito? Yes, sir, I am. I absolutely am. And um, I just got called to see if I'm going to be on something with the – the lady that produces Rick and Morty, so I'm waiting on that right now. So, 
We'll, Tito, we'll what uh, honestly, we have had so many wonderful people that worked with us, and we got a chance to work with none were more original than mm-hmm. you. Oh, my God. I dream about you guys a lot, and I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. I mean, I, I, I love you to no end with all four chambers of my heart, man, and that's forever, you guys. What you're hearing there, that yeah. is Tito. That's the guy he is. And, 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 you know, we get to – it's so nice when you're, you're doing a show and you have people that are, 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 are so tender and so supportive and, and, and helpful. And they, you're in a bad mood, they'll put you in a good one. And, and, and Tito's <laughs> one of those guys. So thanks, uh, man. And Tito, as we say bye, I just wanted to remind you, I once parked my car next to yours in the parking lot and I got out. <laughs> I've never seen a filthier car in my life of any human that has walked oh, the earth man. ever. <laughs> it was my car, car collage of brilliance, man. Do you know, I don't know if you knew this, you probably did, but uh, after every show, uh, we uh, would we would go back in the Tito's uh, uh, studio and we would uh, do promos and commercials and and that sort of thing, and then Tito would disappear for about twenty minutes. Sure, he'd disappear. <laughs> show prep. He show prep. He'd get into his uh, car and he'd drive up how. into the mountains, <laughs> and he show prepped, <laughs> and he came back and created. Tito, the very best to you, my friend. Thank you for the many years and thank you for calling. God bless you guys, and I love you guys, and you know. Rock on KLOS and rock on Mark and Brian forever, man. Thank oh, you, thanks, Tito. Tito. Now, uh, the, uh, thank you very much for calling, man. And and uh, l- let me just say this about what you're about to hear. Very rarely uh, would, would we promote something and say what I'm about to say before you've heard it, but there's just no way that I can uh, overstate what, what this is. Um, uh, Lindsay, as I said, Lindsay and Stevie hadn't performed together in a number of years. It was their first kind of live performance together. Um, uh, Lindsay had his guitar, who he's brilliant, and Stevie, as Mark said, said, I think we should do Landslide. This is unplugged. This is in the studio. This isn't like recording major record company recording mics. They're studio mics, uh, radio mics, which are nice, but, you know, th- this thing is so unproduced and so raw and so perfect that I remember halfway through, I looked over to Rita and we both had tears in our eyes, and as Mark said, goosebumps. Because at one point, about halfway through the song, Stevie turns and looks at Lindsay, and their eyes just met. And there was this moment um, that everyone in the room saw or felt, or, or maybe it was the uh, the Buckeye nut. I don't know, but it was. <laughs> it, but, but that that moment was was so incredibly special for them, and you just knew it. I took my love and I took it down Climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered Landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky What is love? Can the child within my heart Rise above? Can I sail through the changing
Thank you, Tito. <laughs> if that was the first time you've heard that, congratulations. That yeah. that was a that was, that was a gift we got that morning. And mm. Tito was uh, was very much responsible with that for his bag of uh, Buckeye nuts. Now um, we thanks to Laura Stringer, and, and again I want to mention this uh, just a second, Gary, and then we'll do sure. this. Um, so Laura Stringer is the one who has championed this entire drive to get Mark and Brian into the Radio Hall of Fame. And we'll get into some details about that uh, momentarily uh, with Laura, because there's a lot of stuff involved in that. Uh, but uh, Laura, who bit off more than she could chew, <laughs> uh, Brian challenged her, because we <laughs> had our brass. Uh, Mark and Brian, uh, I played the trombone badly. Brian played the trumpet better than me. But we mm, had our brass. Enough. And the brass... Uh, you know, we had our fun, old lady farting in the fog. We just kind of whatever. We we always had it as a toy, as a gift. On Christmas, Santa came. Let's play the brass. Well, the brass wound up really coming, in my mind, to complete fruition when the great Tom Jones visited the Mark and Brian program. Tom had been on the program a time or two before. He is the most amazing guest. He knows he's Tom Jones, and he absolutely has fun with it. He does. And we had some fun with him, and we're going to remember that. Now, we're already, Brian, we're already at 20 minutes after 4, and we have so much stuff to get I know, done. I know. We, we, we knew. <laughs> honestly, folks, we knew this would happen. We said, because at first when they said we're going to have 66-minute breaks or 25-minute breaks, when we're used to that 11-minute break in the commercial, we it kind of worried us. And then now we're like, okay, that's not enough time. We <laughs> might have to go to our midnight tonight. So yeah. we're, we're going to. Now, Laura, you're standing by the mic as though you have something to say. Okay, just in case. Okay, you don't yes, have anything yes. to say yet. Your moment is coming. Trust us. Uh, but when we come back, we got some business to slice. When we come back. Right now we're doing business? Yeah. Okay, can we really quick? Because he's got to go. Just say, oh, uh, Frazier is Frazier out there? 
The Fraser Lee? Oh, well, there's Linda. That's not Fraser. <laughs> Come on in, Linda. <laughs> she can be Fraser. Uh, I'm sure she could. Come here, sweetie. There, oh, the, uh, well, the, you just walked in front of Linda. But Wait, no, I just, it sounded like I said, Come here, sweetie, and then Fraser, the Fraser walked in. I, listen, I, I don't want to go to HR already. I just got in here. Listen, this is a perfect day for, for, for us, a, a perfect day to talk to you because of uh, KLOS's 50th anniversary. You, legend, Icon uh, in in in, in uh, Los Angeles, uh, and and uh, then you left the station. Rita was uh, doing the morning show, and then we replaced Rita. And as she puts it, thank God because she hated getting up in the morning. But you, man, you were like the big thing. I'm still trying to sleep it off the yeah. five years that I did. Yeah. I don't you know how you guys did. Only five? Yeah. Wow. I don't know how you guys did 25. Well, it made it easier for us because, as Brian was saying, you were iconic. You left. Uh, Rita filled in, made it easier for us to slide in there because even after that, your reputation was still around and you left to do the business. You're still doing stand-up. How's that going? It's going well. I'm with Tim Allen tonight at uh, Laugh Factory. Okay. So I'm still doing that. That's great. That's going Same jokes. Oh, good. <laughs> 30 years ago. If it ain't broke, uh, don't fix it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm still having a lot of fun with that. Although I am driving Uber, I had to drive Moshans to the airport. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he tip? And, uh, no, of course not. No. It's Moshans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I got a few, a little therapy session, though, on the way out there. Right. Well, I mean, you would know Chuck as well as uh, he as, worked as with me do. too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just yeah. The, wow. the absolute great, and and so great to see him and to hear his voice. One he's of the great. Greats. He's great, and so well, great to see you, man. So I where am, where can they come see you tonight? It's sold out already. Uh, it may be because it's Tim Allen. Certainly yeah. not because of me, but I'll be there tonight with him. Uh, Where's that? Eight o'clock at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frazier, awesome. look, as always, great to see you. You were always kind and supportive to us. As we I am a fan. You. I am a, a fan of you guys. You did an unbelievable job. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks, man. Just tremendous. And, and KLOS, you just really helped put them on the map. Well, see, and thank you for stopping in for the, this short time, I know. But uh, thank you very, 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 very much. Good okay. to see you, Frazier. Thank care, you. Guys. Uh, so hey. when, sorry, Gary, we had to say hi sorry. to him. Sorry. No, yes. so, love him. He's an icon. We'll uh, we'll do some business and and we'll share with you one of the the, the moments where the brass really seemed to make perfect <sighs> sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, good. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the mm-hmm. moment so with Tom good. Jones right after this. It's Mark and Brian on ninety five five KLOS. We hope you're happier than a pig, and you know what? Enjoying the special KLOS fiftieth anniversary reunion show with Mark and Brian. It's all thanks to your Southern California Toyota dealers. We make it easy, and Bristol Farms best tasting freshest food. The KLOS 50th Anniversary Mark and Brian Reunion Special. It's back now, here on 95.5 KLOS. Hi, guys. We're back. Are we on the air right now? We're on the air right now. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, This is the uh, Mark and Brian Reunion Show. Uh, They were kind enough to ask us back because KLOS is celebrating 50 years their 50th anniversary and we were half of it so they said hey boys come back play and we do want to thank uh keith uh but klos (laughs) 95.5 klos for uh, allowing us to come back and play uh so we mentioned the brass and we're already getting calls from people who want old lady farting in the fog we're going to get around to that make sure we do uh but the brass played a wonderful role we had already during the program established it and Tom Jones, Tom Jones, the great, you know, as, as singers go, you know, most of them will in the later years start to lose the voice a little. In my opinion, Tom Jones was a miracle. His got stronger as he went. 
and he had been with us on many occasions. He enjoyed us more than he did. He should have. He did. Uh, he he just enjoyed the silliness and the stupid. This is Tom frickin' Jones. First time he's on the uh, on the show, I was nervous that morning because is he going to be like a, a stodgy Welsh guy? He's like, you know, I'm, I've got more money than all both of you. <laughs> he's the most down-to-earth, sweetest man. Uh, before we get to it, Tom Jones' story, we always did a thing, not always, but a lot of times, we'd have a guest come in, we'd play a game. How much you got? How much you hold it? And... Most guests, celebrities, would have 200, 300 cash. We're talking. We'd each take a guess as to how much they were holding. Tom Jones, by the way, we read as he was driving over that he is worth, and this was at that time, $500 million. Okay. So he comes in. We each make our guess. He goes into his pockets. Tom Jones was carrying nothing. No cash. He was so rich, he didn't need to carry not a wallet, not a credit card, <laughs> nothing, not a Vons card, nothing. <laughs> All right. So Tom comes in, and in the control room where he sat in front of him, we had laid Tom Jones karaoke. Now, and the idea was we're not going to really bring it up, but let him see it, and if he wants to play with it, then fine. So he and it didn't take him long. There he is. And he starts looking and he goes, what are these? And Brian said, well, that's, that's, that's karaoke of your music. And he goes, wait, these are my songs? And we said, yeah. <laughs> and one of us at that point said, if you feel like, by the way, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. It's key here. Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. And we, if you feel like it, we could put one in. You could sing with it. And he goes, well, sure. Uh, and he picks them up and he starts looking. He goes, why don't we just do help yourself? Now, he didn't know, by the way, he, at this point, we, he, we'd never done the brass for him. No clue. He's, he's, uh, he, he didn't even see the brass sitting there. No clue. And you'll hear one of us when he goes in to help yourself. You'll hear one of us say, need the brass. Uh, and then enjoy the reaction that Tom Jones has when we start playing brass with him. <laughs> And, at 7 a.m. And it goes right back to how down-to-earth and playful and childlike this guy could be. He just didn't take anything serious. He's wonderful. This is Tom Jones with, of course, Mark and Brian on the brass. <laughs> He's a point. Uh-oh. <laughs> Love is like candy on a shell. You want to taste and help yourself The sweetest things are there for you Help yourself, take a few That's what I want you to do <laughs> We're always told repeatedly <laughs> The very best in life is free So if you want to prove it's true Baby, I'm telling you, this is what you should do. Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms. Just say the word and they are yours. Just help yourself to the love in my heart. Your smile has opened up the door. The greatest world that exists in the world. You never buy what I can give. 
So help yourself to my lips, to my own, and then let me really start to live. Oh, Had love enough for two. <laughs> More than enough for me and you. I'm rich with love, a millionaire. I've so much, it's unfair. Why don't you take a share? Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms. Just say the word and they are yours. Well, let, let me just say, in case you're wondering, not one lesson. <laughs> no. We, we never never took a lesson. Not one. That may be my favorite bit of it. Uh, um, so, uh, there, as I said, there is much to be done. We've got a phone call coming up momentarily. Wanted to finish uh, the story we talked about uh, when we first got together at I-95 in Birmingham. Uh, and things went well very, very quickly. Um, we, we knew that the offers were going to start coming, and normally from a town like Birmingham, which is media market large as next, two called, Atlanta and St. Louis, and both were very, very serious about having Mark and Brian come and be a part. Which is the really kind of the, the, the greatest and most logical move from a, a media market, which is Birmingham, right. to a large market. Right. Uh, which was the St. Louis or uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. So we, <clears throat> uh, hosting both, we were in Atlanta. It was Quixi, WQXI. And we were in the general manager's office, and we're talking with him, and he's being so friendly and so nice because Atlanta and St. Louis were battling it out, and we were happy with both. So we're in the middle of talking to him, and his secretary steps in, and he goes, this is so not the way I tell it, by the way. Uh, maybe, Maybe I enlarge the story because how i tell it is we had decided on atlanta yeah okay we decided and we we're going to go there and so that day was the day we're going to go in we go into the general manager's office and if i'm making this up tell me oh, go I ahead thought, i thought this was real dude 63 oh okay say so, uh, i ain't far behind <laughs> but so we decided on atlanta we fly to atlanta we're going to sign the contracts to be their new morning show. And we're proud, we're excited, oh my God, large market. We go into the general manager's office, we sit down, and literally the contracts, there's one in front of me, there's one in front of Mark, the pens are laying uh, um, uh, catty corner to cross right on top, ready for us to reach and, and sign our names. And we kind of looked at each other and smiled, and we reached for the pen, I picked it up, then his secretary steps into the room. Uh, you guys have a phone call. We step out, put the pen down, get up, walk out of the office. Uh, we take it, and it's our attorney in Chicago. Don Ephraim was his name, is. And he goes, what's going on? And we told him. We're about to sign a contract. Woo, good job, Don. Way to go. And he goes, okay, do me a favor. Uh, go back into the room. Thank him. Tell him that we will be in contact and leave. And we said, why? And he said, because L.A. just called. So, we, so, not a large market, a major market. Los Angeles. I mean, that's the dream. That's that's the thing. 
So needless to say, Atlanta uh, went away and St. Louis went away because we moved into negotiations with KLOS. And I've always wondered what happened to that uh, very sweet, very lovely secretary who poked her head in the door and said, hang on, Mark and Brian, you've got a phone call. <laughs> Whatever happened to her. So uh, to move it along, because we got a phone call coming in, but um, we, we went into negotiations. Uh, Bill Summers drove or flew into Birmingham to listen to us, and he did, and that went very well. And we then, we went to uh, L.A. And what is the place on Sunset with the famous hot dogs? It's a Carney's. Place. Okay, we're at Carney's. We're sitting there. Classy place, Carney's. That's where they took us. Their, right. their new morning show. I, I love Carney's. So we're, we're, we're standing there with Bill, and we're in the middle of negotiations. And our attorney had always never. said, never, never agree to anything. We're standing there, and Bill says to us, I have never once paid for any job. X amount of dollars, and I never will. He did. <laughs> uh, we signed, and we went, and we can talk about those early, early days, but right now uh, we have a phone call, uh, and this young lady has become the voice of the sideline on the NFL. And when this was set up, this, this phone call uh, on the on this show, um, uh, and, and Laura called and said, oh, by the way, this person is going to be on, and I said, "You know, we were we were very close friends mm. uh, a lot." And she didn't know that, mm. but Michelle and I have known each other for years. I live in Redondo, she lives in Redondo, and um, she. I have just been so proud of this to, to to see how big she's gotten. She's part of the biggest night of football every week. Um, it's our friend, uh, and we're proud to have her on, Michelle Tafoya. Michelle, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Except I was in Manhattan Beach. I just want to make that right next door. If my family's listening, they'll they'll you know they'll want me to correct. She that. she corrected me because Manhattan's where, where the snot holes live. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh. I was I was redondo. <laughs> the snotty I lived people. In Manhattan Beach. <laughs> All right. My sister and her family live there. They're not snot holes. So <laughs> Michelle, you know, you'll see her uh, on the sideline during the game talking about reports on injury and whatever, and then. And, Michelle, I specifically bring this up because I want to know, at the end of the game, it is Michelle's job to get over to the MVP of the game and get the interview. Uh, and, and it's an impossible job because, yeah. in many cases, the MVP is not listening. They're standing there. They're doing it because they have to. Uh, Michelle, what is – I guess that's an unfair question to ask you the worst, but how hard is it? to secure that MVP for that interview because you've got to hit the clock. Yeah, well, you know what? It's Honestly, it's not that tough. And there are some tricks to the trade involved, but um, it, most of them want to do it. It's, it's amazing. As you said, it's the biggest night in, in football, Sunday mm -hmm. night football. And they like being that guy that gets pulled over and singled out. We give them a game ball, you know, usually it's one or two, maybe three guys. Oh, that's cool. And Sometimes it's one. We give them a game ball. You know, we we make a big to do out of it. So I think they I think they enjoy it. And I, I, and another thing that I always felt like, ah, she's so good at this. How do you get this done? Is sometimes you'll go. Uh, the second half has started, and you'll go. Well, I just spoke with uh, Coach Belichick, and he told me this. How do you get to talk to a coach who's in the middle of a football game? This is his life. Every second of this is important to him. Um, do they? 
do they kind of have to do that by contract or is it agreed upon ahead of time? How does that work? Now, we, you know, first of all, I've been doing this for a long time and I've developed relationships with a lot of these guys and they sure. know me and I think that they trust me. And but secondly, yeah, when we go into let's say we're going to Green Bay, OK, or, or Los Angeles, mm-hmm. we may, we have meetings, what we call production meetings with the teams. And so we sit and we talk with the coaches at length, just Chris, Al, myself, our producer, director, and we just have these very small private meetings and at the end of them we always ask the head coach hey you mind talking to me off camera as you come out of the locker room or as you go into the locker room whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and i'm telling you it's pretty much 100 percent say yes wow um because they do trust you that's why i mean you're not going to take cheap shots you you are smart you're prepared and and it, it's it's a joy watching you every week um oh, that's nice uh, Michelle, I, I, I want to uh, share this. There's a reason that we're talking with Michelle, and I, for one, I, I'll just be honest about the thing. When uh, there, Michelle, you may not know, but there is a, uh, a push to get Mark and Brian in the Radio Hall of Fame. And Laura, who worked with us many, many years, uh, oh, has, yeah. been, has been the one to quarterback that push. And she had contacted both Brian and I about various people that had worked with us on the Mark and Brian program, and she was going through some of the names. And Laura said, um, of course, Michelle Tafoya worked with you guys. And I said, wait, what? Are you, are you, are you, are you seriously, are you kidding? And she said, no. And this is why we're talking to her. Michelle worked with us on Mark and Brian. And I'm, I'm so sorry, Michelle, but I didn't remember it. Uh, so, Clearly, I made a really strong impression. No, listen, listen. It it could have been the '90s, and that was crazy for everybody. And the great thing, yeah. though, is it worked out so well because we are responsible for your success. <laughs> oh, you are. You launched my career. There's no question about that. You know what? You guys were so gigantic in that. That you know those years on KLOS, and I was there, kind of in the early part of your existence there. And just interning, answering phones, doing dumb stuff, and it was so much fun. And um, it was crazy. I mean, it was insane. The phones were lit up around the clock or the, throughout the whole show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you guys, I remember we. I worked on the first, uh, helped out at the first uh, Mark and Brian parade. Do you remember the parade? Wow, oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, you guys were a phenomenon that was massive and you know i was doing this while i was in grad school i was going to usc to get my master's in business as a fallback how much did you pay to get in hey now (laughs) (laughs) fair question nice um (laughs) but nothing um i i i I paid tuition that was plenty um but anyway so but i would come to school each morning after going to work at the show and I'd get into class and people would be taught, they'd want to talk to me about everything that went on and, you know, Oh, we heard this, we heard that. I mean, it was just such a, it was, it was gigantic. I mean, I I just remember feeling part of something that was really big in Los Angeles and it was, it was cool. Well, Michelle, um, uh, we know that you're busy and we have to take a commercial break, but we're on the eve of the NFL draft, and I don't know how closely you follow it, but let's just go, we'll get your opinion on the first pick. Uh, 
Kyler Murray, the Oklahoma quarterback, is slated to be the pick with the Arizona Cardinals. Are you concurring with that or no, you don't like that? That's what you hear. Um, but the Cardinals, you know, have a quarterback and – so it's really, really interesting. So right now, what I imagine going on, because this thing starts fairly soon here, the phones are ringing off the hook of every one of the 32 teams' front offices. And people are trying to, you know, make trades. They, they, there's jockeying. It's, it's a crazy process. And no matter who gets taken in the first round, you don't know how they're going to fare until you actually see them. You know, you think you have a sure bet. Well, We've seen a lot of sure bets end up not so sure. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm hearing that that's the direction Arizona is going to go, which would mean that they package a trade for their current quarterback, I believe, and, and, and do something with him, which will change the fortunes of yet another team. So it's a, it's a fascinating process to watch. Michelle, are you still a, um, a 49ers fan? No, I, you see, you remember that. You remember that. Um I'm not allowed to be a fan. And That's what I frankly, wondered. It's, it's it's so freeing emotionally because, you know, if you're a fan of a team, you live and die every, every breath, every game, every play, and it's exhausting. And so if this has given me permission to not be a fan of everyone. It's actually a requirement. And <laughs> I've got to tell you, my life has been so much easier. <laughs> well, so Michelle, um, it's just an, a pleasure to talk with you again. And one of us remembers you. And, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, when you were here uh, Brian, originally, you're welcome. Uh, uh, but thank you for being on the air with us and, and making this a, a real special uh, moment for us. So thank you and continue uh, doing great things. I'm so proud for you. Thank you. And I hope you guys do get in that Hall of Fame. Uh, thank you. Very kind, Michelle. We'll hope to see you soon. Well, we'll see you on Sunday night. So the very best. Have a great 19 season. All right, we're going to take a little break. Oh, we have um, uh, we wanted to learn a little bit more about the uh, Radio Hall of Fame because mm -hmm. we're kind of new to this, and 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 uh, so uh, we're going to come back and speak with an expert. Uh, right, absolutely. And so everybody, remain where you are. This is the first time that we, Mark and Brian, have done this since August seventeenth. 2012, we are helping KLOS celebrate the iconic 95.5 KLOS 50 years of broadcast. We're Mark and Brian. We're back right after this on 95.5 KLOS. He had to say that. There's no free run. <laughs> no, not at There's all. There's no He's music. such coming. a liar, that Gary. <laughs> uh, we are Mark and Brian. This is a special uh, uh, reunion program as we celebrate. 95.5 KLOS and those iconic call letters, uh, 50 years of broadcast, and we're honored to say we were 25 of those. But there's another part of it in that there are many that would like to see us, Mark and Brian, move into the Radio Hall of Fame. Amen. And in light of the induction into the Radio Hall of Fame, we're so very honored by that movement that we wanted to learn more yeah. about this <laughs> sure you did. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Sure you did. I don't know. I, oh, okay. <laughs> we wanted to learn more about this esteemed organization. So with us to tell us more about its history and some of the other members is Gabe Jackson, a self-described radio Hall of Fame expert. 
Uh, yes. Uh, good morning, Mark and Brian. How are you? Really good, Gabe. How are you? Uh, just doing fine. Let me, let me start off by uh, wishing you a belated happy Easter. Thank you. And to all our Jewish friends, uno burrito, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, uh, 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 for the life of me, I, I can't figure out why you guys have taken like six and a half years to uh, contact me. I don't remember banging your wife or feeling up your dog, but... <laughs> Entirely possible, I suppose. Uh, uh, not to get too into it, but I had a few rough years. Did you? Yeah, spurred on by Mexican opiates and the depression over the cancellation of CSI New York. Really sorry to hear it, Gabe. You know, I never woke up in my own pool of vomit, but I did wake up in pools of several people's uh, vomit, uh, including uh, Mickey Rourke's and Vin Scully's. <laughs> Bad news. As you know, the Radio Hall of Fame is located in Cleveland. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. That was, that was a joke. I mean, who in their right mind would put a Hall of Fame of any kind in Cleveland? <laughs> no, no. The Radio Hall of Fame is located in the Big Apple, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the state of terrestrial radio has never been stronger, kind of like cargo shorts and fidget spinners. <laughs> and the Radio Hall of Fame will be there to celebrate it every step of the way. Uh, <laughs> fidget spinners. Uh, uh, the radio, the Radio Hall of Fame was founded in 1974. In, in, in order to honor every radio DJ who refused to play Paper Laces song, Billy Don't Be a Hero. Even so, Billy Don't Be a Hero remains today as the most covered single of all time, maintaining a slim lead over Grand Funk Railroad's flaming bag of crap, The Locomotion. <laughs> now, there's only one way to be nominated. Mm. Uh, when you hear the Aerosmith song, Dream On, you must be the 12th caller and then say the phrase that pays. The Radio Hall of Fame, you'll be glad you came. <laughs> Radio personalities are inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame based mm. on the votes of a three-judge panel <laughs> consisting of Judge Judy, Judge Reinhold, and Annie from the Popeye's Chicken commercials. Popeye's Chicken. Unlike Chick-fil-A, we have no problem with the gays. <laughs> little commercial there. Uh, incidentally, incidentally, Mark and Brian, uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to throw my hat into the ring to host your induction ceremony. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, I understand that your top choices are either Shadow Stevens or Holdor from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I say Shadow Stevens, 100%. Uh, there are more than 100 members in the Radio Hall of Fame, and some of them are so successful, they don't have a roommate. <laughs> wow. Yes. Impressive. Uh, some of the most famous members include Wolfman Jeff. <laughs> uh, Macy Kasem, <laughs> Rick Deesnuts, <laughs> and of course Rush Rimjob. <laughs> the Radio Hall of Fame is incredibly difficult uh. to get into, unless, of course, you're the daughter of Felicity Huffman. <laughs>
Uh, every inductee to the Radio Hall of Fame gets three things. Uh, an induction ceremony, mm. validated parking if the ceremony lasts less than 30 minutes, and a coupon for a free fire-roasted Philly roast beef sandwich at Arby's. Arby's, taste the rainbow. Uh, in conclusion, I... I want to congratulate uh, congratulate you guys on a truly prestigious honor, and uh, it couldn't happen to two more deserving fellas. Uh, and it's great to hear that you're both getting your own drive time show on KRCH The Crotch. So enjoy uh, that. Um, sticks tickets? Absolutely, Gabe. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for so your, much. Enjoy. For your Good, time. Luck. Very, Good luck when you're coming in. Yes. The great yes. Gabe Jackson. And you know... Uh, seriously, the, uh, uh, the the Hall of Fame, um, the voting is done, uh, but there is a lot to learn about the Radio Hall of Fame, and there's no better way, and, and Switchboard of Lawyer is going to join us for this, there's no better way to learn uh, about the details of the Radio Hall of Fame than to have this gentleman join us from uh, the Rolling Stones' Keith Richards. So, Keith... Uh, if you could share with us some of the details about the Radio Hall of Fame and our induction. I'll him on the air then. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not to be on the air. Not on the air. Thank you. So the Radio Hall of Fame, Keith, if you could share uh, some uh, thoughts a bit. Uh, Keith. Hello, Keith. The Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mark and Brian and the Radio well, Hall of Fame. The Radio Hall of Fame, right. you know, it's quite, it's quite a great honor, you know, to be the Radio Hall of Fame. I was in my pants, you know, yesterday, and I, I was thinking about, you know, touching things, and I didn't know what, uh, but uh, yeah. All right, so, Laura, if you could uh, try to tell us. We don't speak what Keith. To, uh, what did, what did he right, say? Right, what did Keith say there? The Radio Hall of Fame is based in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Keith, is there anything else that we need to know concerning the Radio Hall of Fame and Mark and Brian's I'm sorry. <coughs> sorry, Keith. Anything yeah, right. else that we should know As about? I said, the most important thing, you know, is to, to remember about being a you know, Hall of Fame member. Is, you know, sometimes, you know, you can actually, like, if you if you sneeze, there'll be a lot of your billy in your car, and you know, sometimes you get pulled over, and then you can, you know, you know bum anything you doubt. Laura. Uh, tell us what Keith just said, if you could. They induct radio people. Uh, Keith, <laughs> Keith, in closing, is there anything else that we for sure need to know about Mark and Brian's push to be on radio? Well, I'd say four scores in the seven. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people got said it. And when that boy, the other the day, you know, with the queen comes in and she's like, oh my God, you know, my eggs are dried up. And, wow. you know, my, and, and I don't know, it's all like dust down there. Wow, you know, wow, so, wow, then, my God. You know, so it sounds like, well, I don't know what you want me to Lord. do about it, you know. So I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't do anything about it, you know. So um, I got the hose and we did the thing with a yak the and then we did this and what the fuck. Uh, and a lot of people, yeah, they come in and you know, I just want to say, Keith, you know, like, I just sorry about the heart attack, you know. So, uh, I just hope dust. you don't hear beep, you know, because wow. that, that'd be bad. You know, wow. it was a, so in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Laura, what did Keith just say? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Keith, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Uh, <laughs> so, Laura, uh, real quickly, the voting is done. Just give us a nutshell. A lot of people would like to see this happen. And for again, us. if you're just joining us, the reason we're sitting here is because of, well, uh, Rita Wilde, obviously, because she was so instrumental bringing us up. But Laura, a, a number of weeks ago, called us up and we said uh, and, and I, you know I answered the phone and I and I rolled over and I said hey Mark it's Laura <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, she goes I, I'm going to start a campaign to get you guys in the Radio Hall of Fame what do you guys think about that I'm like, mm. I'm able to, and, and at that point neither one of us had any idea what 
it would what you'd go through. I think both of us were thinking in the back of our minds it's kind of like the NFL. And, you know, where you, you, you retire and you have to be out of the game for a certain number of years. Then somebody, you know, calls you up and go, hey, we, we, you're, you've been nominated or considering to be nominated and that you get a yellow jacket and, you know, it's, and, and you, you give a speech. Um, so but then she did all this research and talked to so many great people um, and, and found out all the steps. Uh, that, that that she had to go through to get us here. So, Laura, we can't thank you enough. This is very very sweet. It's she's a teacher, you guys. She's a teacher, and she does she's done all this in her spare time and the mass uh, the mass media. Um, it's just been amazing, and we wouldn't be here without you, sweetie. So, uh, and and what he said is true, uh, Laura. So the voting is done. We're now kind of waiting to see if there is if we're on the nominee list. What do you need anybody to know, and what do you need from them? Um, well, first, I want to thank them for doing such a phenomenal job with and the, they did. the nominations. Did we not break some sort Yeah, of... I think we broke their site. <laughs> no... <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, normally they get one nomination from a station manager or somebody. So they get one nomination that would nominate Mark and Brian. And so since you didn't have a radio station, we just went a little different. And that because the listeners are an integral part of this show, I thought, well, They'll do the nominating. So um, I made my fabulous video, which I know everyone probably It's watched. great. It's so wonderful. It's great. The nomination one. Check here. Anyway, um, so on that, we got about close to 6,000 views, which would be an equal amount of nominations because nobody cares about me talking about filling out an application. Mm -hmm. um, they'll look at a video because you guys are in it. So I think that was about it. I'm pretty sure we did really well because... Um, it closed on the 29th, and on the Thursday, they put up a slide. Voting nominations for 2019 are done. Done. <laughs> no over. more. Finished. We're over. So, so we're waiting on the nominee position? Well, now what happens is there's a committee of 25 people that will oh. look at all the nominations, but it's going to take them a while because of your 6,000 and whatever other ones they got in there. Mm. Um, and then they'll decide. We pissed them off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they'll, they'll make a group of people. There's four. And then that, oh, not four, there's more than four, there's four positions. And then that goes out to a voting block, like mm -hmm. the Grammys or the Academy Awards, and there's all radio people that'll vote on that, and then they'll tell us that response in June. Okay, so we're waiting for that. And then after, if we're lucky enough to move into the nominee category, what will happen after that as far as the listeners are concerned? And who do we have to financially grease? Um, <laughs> let's call Felicity Huffman, see what she says. <laughs> um, right now, they're still deciding. So the best thing that people can do to help is use my special little hashtags, Mark and Brian, um, KLOS, and Radio Hall of Fame, Radio HOF. Just keeping your name in social media and letting them know that it's what the listeners want. Mm. Um, and... To me, that's the greatest explanation of all. That's all right. Okay. Uh, how are we doing on time here, Gary? Oh, we're good. We've got plenty. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. So, uh, so. <laughs> all right. So one of the things that uh, I wanted to get into, and Rita brought this up. We did a podcast with Rita and Stu before we came in here, and this was a story that uh, I wanted to get into at some point. One of the things that we did on Mark and Brian uh, is we did birthday shows for each other. When it was my birthday, uh, Brian would do the show for me stuff that he thought that i would like and the same with his it was his birthday i would do the same thing. Uh, just a couple examples one birthday a show uh that uh, and the, the guy whose birthday it is drives <clears throat> to work no, no show, worries no worries no show prep no stress it's whatever because uh, the your the, the partner is going to lead you through whatever he had planned for you um w one of the biggest for me was uh, in the same show and we try we used a Skylord's helicopter and we flew to all these locations in the same show I got to play basketball 
at the forum with Magic Johnson. Mm. I got to catch a touchdown pass uh, from um, Everett, uh, Chris Everett. Jim. Jim Everett. Jim Everett. Yeah. Jesus. I'm sorry, Mr. Everett. Uh, from Jim Everett and, uh, and, and tons of – it was just the most amazing day. For Mark, um, uh, his favorite sitcom was uh, uh, Beverly Hill uh, – um, sorry, uh, Andy, Andy Griffith. Griffith. Uh, this was the best. And so um, we, I had a limousine pick him up at his house and I made sure that he was wearing a blindfold as he pulled in to the station because um, – uh, I had an entire set, the the jailhouse set of the Andy Griffith show, including the desk and the door and the banister and the, the jail cells, and I uh, had that, and I made him put on a, and, uh, the uniform. Uh, <laughs> Andy and, Griffith's uh, outfit, sheriff outfit. And so many guests from the old show were there, and then uh, I just said, well, hey, uh, hey uh, sheriff, you might want to go check and see who's in the uh, the cell now, and, and one of them was Mr. Don Knotts. Um oh. I have to tell you, being a fan, because I had gone to the jail, and there were uh, uh, several. But when I went, and and Don Knotts, Barney Fife, is standing there, and he he goes, I brought you a, a gift, a birthday gift. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a bullet. Where he oh, kept it on oh, the show. I cried. Oh, I cried. I, I really did. I lost it. You cried twice. Yeah. Uh, because I also had your then very young son, Matthew. Oh, I think he was four, oh, something God. like that. Uh, wear an Opie striped T-shirt and the jeans with the <laughs> rolled up at the bottom and the uh, the tennis shoes. Uh, and I had wow. a fishing pole over his shoulder. That's I had great. him walk in. Mark turns around and he looked. He said his line perfectly. He looked up at, uh, so I, I'm assuming Linda rehearsed with him. But he looked up at Mark and goes, want to go fishing, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Um, of all of them, that has to be my personal favorite because I mean, just the, that set was perfect. It was the Andy Griffith set. So, uh, having said that, as we gave each other these birthday shows uh, every year, you know, you kind of ran out of ideas. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're basically, oh, God, Mark's birthday's coming up, or Brian's birthday. What am I going to do? Let's see, what, what haven't we done yet? Well, uh, along with that, uh, because Brian was talking about the helicopter and the this and the that, it got really expensive, and this was unsponsored, and we had to kind of cut back. Brian, it was Brian's birthday coming up, and Brian had told me a story. <laughs> when he was in Chicago working as an improvisational comedian, He, the guy who was doing Bozo was going to retire, so that they had to find a new one, and Brian had auditioned for it. And it was it, he was down to him and another guy. Yeah, and this would have been seventy or like seven thousand dollars a show, something like crazy that. money for wow. for a kid. I was wow. like twenty something, twenty two, yeah. living in Chicago. You can live good on that money, and it was down to he and another guy. Well, he didn't get it, so I started thinking, well, wait, how cool would it be if we contacted the guy who created Bozo and have him come in? dress Brian as Bozo, the official outfit, the paint, the hair, the whole thing. We do the whole thing. And so the producer contacted the guy. I don't want to screw it up, but I think his name was Larry. He agreed. So the original Bozo is going to come in and do it. And I'm feeling great. This is great. A, a fantasy is going to come true. And I'm sitting, I'm thinking, oh, God. Because Brian, on his birthday, likes to dress up nice. Because after his birthday, he wants to go out and Friends party take, with yeah. it. Right, sure. And, and really enjoy. Yeah. And I'm realizing, because I know him, he's going to give me pushback on this. He's not going to want to dress as Bozo. He's not. 
Full makeup. <laughs> and then it hits me. One answer. Get him drunk. <laughs> so beginning at 6 a.m., out the tequila came. Let me just I go in. I know something's going to happen. It's my birthday show. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And, Mark, we, 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 we have the headphones on, and he you know, welcome in to the Mark Bryant Radio Program. Very special Brian's birthday show. Uh, Brian, I, I need you to take a sip of this. And he pushes over a shot of tequila. And it's 6 in the morning, and it's not the drunk show like we did every year. And I, I, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. And it was, no, 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 no. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> you really need you to do this. So at this point, I know something's up. So uh, we get him drinking, uh, and I think one break. I said, you know, take two. Yeah. Those are small. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce the bozo guy at seven. Brian was well lit, six, seven shots deep. So it's a good idea, and it's a good time. So in he comes, and Brian's enamored and loves that here he is, the original bozo. He's, and so I said, he's going to dress you up, and I told the whole Chicago story. He didn't get it, what so he starts. Honor that he was there, you know. He starts the makeup and the hair and the suit and the <laughs> shoes, and it's all there. So by 8 o'clock, Brian is bozo the clown. <laughs> The whole thing, all of it, and drunker than I had seen him. And and so at that point, because we had talked about the Mark and Brian Mobile, I said, Bozo, yeah, buddy, you're all dressed up. We need to go do a show. And so we hop in. Now, my response was, okay. <laughs> so so, uh, so we, we hop in the Mark and Brian Mobile. And we take a right out of KLOS onto La Cienega, and we head down to Carl's Jr. It's still there. Yep. So we go, and we get out. Bozo, we're going to do a show at Carl's Jr., buddy. And so we... <laughs> That's how he's talking to me, because I am three shades. <laughs> okay. All right, now, Gary, Gary get ready. We, All go, right. we go in there, and just to set the stage, there were like two, three tables that had people at them. And only like one table had two kids and a, like a nanny or something. So, so, so Bozo's going to do a show for two kids and a couple of adults. And Brian had done the Bozo voice. Hey, boys and girls. It's that. And so, we, hey, boys. Hey, Bozo. Here we go. We got some kids. Go ahead and do your show. So Brian launches into Bozo. Now, it takes some energy. The Bozo voice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Happy day. You know, like this. Okay. And it's a lot of air, a lot of uh, <laughs> diaphragm. Uh, a lot of, it needs a lot of energy. So, uh, so Bozo's doing his show. And keep in mind, it's eight, so we're looking at 12 shots of tequila. Oh. All right, so Bozo's doing his show. Hey, boys and girls. And then about a minute in, Bozo stops talking, and there's this pause. And then I hear Brian's voice, and he says, easy now. Okay, so it wasn't, it wasn't until later. That Brian told me that with the shots of tequila and him doing the bozo voice, he almost passed out. And it was him telling himself, easy now. So, and I honestly didn't know I said it out loud until I heard the playback of it. So we, we get out of Carl's Jr. He finished the show, by the way. Show must go on. This is all live on the air. Correct? Oh, of course it was. Yeah. So we climb in the Mark and Brian mobile. Brian uh, Bozo is on the, the right in the back seat. I'm on the left. And Bo by the way, he's drunk enough now to where the Bozo hair had slipped back. And the, the blonde hair is coming out. And his eyes are slits. And Bozo decides to have a post-show smoke. So he's sitting in the back, cigarette 
hanging out of his mouth. You can see the tracks of tears that I've been crying. And somebody takes a photograph. That's the picture. That's the picture. Now, at the time, the Bozo people would not allow the photograph to be posted. It is now up. It, I have it blown up and framed on my wall at home. It is one of the most iconic and greatest. Now, you know Johnny Depp has a fear of uh, clowns, and this is when it started. <laughs> now, saw the picture. Yeah. The, the one kicker, as I said, we were on a budget, and Boza, we got back just in time for 9 o'clock where I had set up Gino Vanelli to perform live, and Brian doesn't like Gino Vanelli, but it's all I could get. So I look over, and Brian, who doesn't like the music, drunk as hell, is sitting there dressed as Bozo. Just With my clown feet up and just passed out. Uh, that oh. just that just says happy birthday, don't it, buddy? Oh. Uh, how are we doing on time? We need to take one, or are we or we good? Uh, we're good. We're, all right, we're, take a phone call, or so we're gonna bring in somebody now that uh, I don't know how long we had been on the air, uh, but it was fairly quick that this happened. A guy. Uh, because we didn't have sports. We didn't have anybody doing sports other than us. And we were contacted by this gentleman who worked at KABC Television. And he thought that it would be a good idea that he would join us and just give us a sports update. And we kind of liked the idea because Brian's a big Chicago Bears fan. I liked the NFL, I didn't have a team. And we did have their KLOS's original sports guy that was, I think, did sports for Rita. Who, who, who oh, yeah. His name was... Um, Tommy the Hawkeye. That's it, Tommy the Hawkeye. It was a Ram. Tommy Hawkins. Tommy yeah, Hawkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, th this is how this went. Um, the first time we had him on the show, um, Mark just threw out a funny. Uh, and said, so, uh, Tommy, because uh, Tommy was a big guy, right? Yeah, really, really, he played basketball, yeah. Really big guy. But he had his... He, Mark goes... Um, so, did you just put that helmet on when you were a baby and just grew out of it? <laughs> and a long pause, and he goes, "You funny man." He didn't. He didn't enjoy the. <laughs> he did not enjoy the, the humor. So, Ouch. so we we both agreed that we would like to have you know some sports activity on the program. Little did we know, that not only would we fall in love with the guy, but that he would be with us, for years, I, probably twenty four, of the twenty five. Uh, Rita, do we have him? Yes. Let's bring Todd frickin' Donahoe up on the program. Good afternoon, Todd. Great evening to you guys. How are you? Can you just hold on one second? Yeah, sure. sure. Hold on a second. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, nice. Yeah, open it. Hey, Todd, what, right. what's that? What's that now? I, I said, what's your favorite beer? Well, let me tell you something. Cold and on sale this week was Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> and you know something? You know what you forget about Pabst Blue Ribbon? Mm. It is a very average beer. <laughs> you yeah. do kind of yeah. forget about that, yeah. So, oh, man. so Todd, uh, we first of all, and again, we want to apologize to the many, many, many people that reached out to Laura who had worked with us here on the Mark and Brian program, and uh, we just didn't have room for everybody. We wanted to try to keep it to those that were with us for the longest period of time. And so, again, apologies for all of you that we couldn't possibly get to on the air. But, Todd, 
was with us those many years, those many, many years. And Todd, talk, to talk just a little bit of sports, the NFL draft has kicked off, and I've been sitting here with Brian uh, doing this. I don't know. Who did the Arizona Cardinals take in the first pick? They haven't picked yet. I mean, this is the biggest pregame show for a draft that I've ever seen in my life. They, they now sprayed the guys out on the red carpet and everything else like that, like it's the uh, you know Academy Awards. Oh, okay. And, well, I mean, uh, you go. So they, prime they time. haven't made the pick yet. They haven't made the pick. Uh, but who, it do looks th- like, who do you think it's going to be? Number one, I, Kyler Murray. I think yeah. it's going to be Kyler Murray because if it wasn't going to be Kyler Murray, the Cardinals I think would have come out and said, "Look, we we drafted Josh Rosen in the first round last year for crying out loud. Why do we take one this year?" But uh, so anyway, well, I mean, well, working on a trade, I don't know. I want to go to a point, and Brian, I don't know how much you follow the NFL Network, uh, the television it, yeah. network. Uh, Charlie Casserly, general manager with the Redskins, won two Super Bowls. He, uh, because Murray was traveling around at the Combine, and he was doing uh, the uh, bu- the uh, blackboard mm-hmm. where they show him various plays. Charlie Casserly said that Murray's, this super stud quarterback, it was the worst read of defenses he had ever seen. Now, this guy... They just took him, by the way. They just drafted him. He's wearing a pink suit, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. you got to really know yourself to wear pink, man. you got to be confident. you got to be. This Murray guy, he's got all the attributes. He's got the speed, the quickness, the arm, but he he can't, according to Casserly, can't read defenses. But it doesn't matter. The Cardinals have now taken Murray in the first pick. Todd, how's your they golf have, game? You know, I'll tell you something. This is I, I moved to Kansas City, okay? You know, I'm retired now. Paul and I moved to Kansas City to be closer to two of our sons, Kevin and Jeff. We bought a 102-year-old house in the city. Oh. Boy, was boy was that a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't, played, I haven't played golf since September 29th, but I'm going to play next uh, Wednesday, May 1st, for the first time. In like six, it's the longest I've gone without playing golf since I probably started playing golf. Well, so, you, yeah, it's you, been a while. You had to acclimate yourself to the new area. So you move from a small town back into Kansas City. How is the, the big city life again? I'll tell you, Paul and I love it. We live, and we decided when we downsized, we wanted to live in the city. Mm. And so we walk everywhere. I walk two blocks to the to the barber shop, two blocks to the drugstore, three blocks to the grocery store, uh, two, three, one, four, five blocks to my favorite bars. So it's really <laughs> good. I mean, you get there really, really quick. You know, let me tell you something. Listening to you guys tonight. I almost feel like George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking with Clarence in the dream, and I'm saying to myself, man, I think I got some bad liquor in me or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Todd, uh, for those of you who uh, don't remember or don't, don't know, uh, when um, uh, something pretty huge in sports would happen, uh, we, we did this the first time we did this. We just kind of threw it out there, and we didn't know that Todd was going to run with it like he did. And it became... Um, it became a feature on the show when Todd did one of his uh, uh, retrospectives. With that said, Todd. What are the odds? What are the odds of a young boy from rural northern Illinois getting together with a young boy from northern Alabama and forming a morning radio team 
that would one day earn them a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Well, trust me, a Vegas odds maker wouldn't even render a guess. But that's what happened to Mark and Brian. Who are these guys? That's what Los Angeles morning radio listeners were saying when they tuned into KLOS Radio Labor Day weekend 1987. Then General Manager Bill Summers brought the duo in from Birmingham, Alabama, and morning radio was never the same again in Los Angeles. The national awards began pouring in their personalities of the year by Billboard Magazine and National Association of Broadcasters. Soon their success would land them in other radio markets through syndication. Now listeners in other cities and metro areas got hooked on Mark and Brian. We clung to the radio when they secretly did a live broadcast from Graceland. We shook our heads when they convinced San Francisco Mayor Frank Jordan to take a shower with them. What was he thinking? (laughs) We look forward to the regular visits from the King and Fabio. Their comedy sketches kept us in stitches. But what set Mark and Brian apart from the others is that they shared their lives with us. Not only did they share the laughs, the joys, the celebrations of their lives, they also shared the sorrows of their lives. They shared their personal grief from illness and loss of family members and loved ones. And because they shared their lives with us, we shared our lives with them. The Mark and Brian radio show was a two-way street, no holds barred. It wasn't fake. It was honest radio. It was sincere radio. It was human. That's what it was. Mark and Brian's show was human. In the best sense, it was full of that wonderful thing we call human emotion. And because of that, the Mark and Brian show became the longest-running, most successful morning drive-time radio program in Los Angeles history. And so today, Mark and Brian, as we celebrate 50 years of KLOS and 25 years of your morning radio show in Los Angeles, we think, what is next? What's the cherry on top of the hot fudge sundae? Well, how about the Radio Hall of Fame. So for all of us who listen to your program at home in our kitchens, getting the kids ready for school, getting ready to go to work, or being stuck in freeway traffic, listening to you on the radio, we say thank you, Mark and Brian. Thank you for being a part of our lives. Wow. Wow is right. Todd, thank you. You know what? You know, you, you guys are cutting into my happy hour. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know how many of those you had before we got you on the phone, but uh, that was, uh, it was lovely. Wow. Lovely. Well, great. And Todd used and to if do. You guys, if you make that Radio Hall of Fame, let me uh, in Chicago. Let me know because I come up there and see it for it. You know. That'll be the last thing we'll do, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Todd. Listen, I live yeah. vicariously through you. How many grandkids do you have now? I got what? Got, got three ki- grandkids. You know, we got three boys, and of course, those three boys grew up during the Mark and Brian show. We kind of talked about them a lot. But uh, oh, by the way, Nick Bosa was taken. Uh, uh, with the second pick, the 49ers took Nick Bosa. But anyway, so so uh, Kevin now lives in Cleveland, where that Radio Hall of Famers, or maybe it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know. But, uh, but anyway, he lives in Cleveland. He's got the three grandkids. We got Megan, who's uh, ten and a half. Uh, uh, Nolan, who's six and a half. 
and uh, little uh, Nathan James, who's uh, about three and a half. Now, are you the grandpa that will always give them money when they shouldn't have it? Are you the grandpa who spoils the spoils them rotten? No, but I'll tell you something. We don't step out of bounds because their parents, you know, Kevin would get mad at me if I did something like that. You know, got to let, <laughs> let the parents do the thing. It's like it's like little Megan. Little Megan goes, you know, Papa, will you buy me a cell phone? And I said, I said, no, but I'll get you an ice cream sundae. Okay. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> well, uh, Todd, you know. And, and, and then the other two boys, uh, uh, Scott and Jeff, by the way, they live here in Kansas City. So. Okay. Um, one of the biggest compliments I think you ever received was that when we would hear from the lady listeners of the Mark and Brian program, and they would say, because of the sports information that Todd shares, I feel like I can talk with the guys at work on a level plane about sports because I learned from him. The many, many mornings, Todd, that you would share your insight on, it didn't matter what the sport was from hockey to baseball to uh, soccer. You were always very knowledgeable, and your part is, is indelible in the history of Mark and Brian. A fantastic job on your part, and thank you for the many, many years. Well, thank you. I always tried to, you know, do sports with you guys with a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We did stunt the we did stunt the commissioner all those years. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and and I always try to do sports for people who were not sports fans, so so they didn't feel like they were, you know, it, 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 when they're at work or in a social setting and people were talking sports. You know, sometimes it can seem like a foreign language to people who don't follow it. And I always try to do it for people who weren't sports fans, so they could just kind of pick up on it. And and now, to be honest with you, that I'm retired. Let me. T- I watch HGTV now. You know what I mean? House Hunters. I mean, ask me how many. Hey, ask me to round it off to the nearest second. How much NBA basketball I watched on television this year? All right, round it off. Zero. So there you go. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any uh, NBA this year. So you know, I heard, I heard the Lakers had a lousy season. Yeah, that's all we know. Listen, Todd, uh, we uh, we uh, got to get off the phone with you. But uh, what you just did that retrospective, and and, and t- again, Todd used to do that when with Magic Johnson, or we just give him a name, somebody, what's some sports icon that was in the news, and and he improv that. We played on the music, and then he just improv that whole thing. That was just amazing, and it was touching, and uh, from my heart thank you so much well from my heart thank again thank you guys so much you meant a lot to me in my career i started with you guys first in 1988 and shortly after that it led to uh, uh abc yep. and then uh, doing other television and everything else along the way so uh you know being on the mark and brian program was certainly a great benefit uh, to my career and for my family and so uh for my family uh, and myself, I say thank you, Mark and Brian. Todd, the best to you. Thank you for carving out time. We hope yeah, to man. speak soon. The great Todd Donahoe. Have another yeah, beer. Hey. Enjoy the draft. Thanks, <laughs> Todd. You know, um, we before we left, we had been hired by KLOS to come and do the morning show. And before we left, we were on the phone, literally packed and moving to L.A. And we're doing an interview with the Los Angeles Times. And it was a guy, a grunt. He had been assigned to talk to this new morning show, and he didn't really want to do it. Uh, and he was asking the typical questions of us. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And then about three minutes into the thing, you could figuratively hear him put his pen down. And he said, you guys realize that Rick Dees is here? And we said, well, yeah, of course we do. Um, within uh, a year and a half, we were the number one morning show in Los Angeles. Never dreamed that would be possible. And other people have said, so what do you think it was? And I've processed it because it wasn't by miracles. 
that it happened. When we first came in 87, Rick had been on the air for eight years. And Rick was the, the best that there was at what he did. And we were never one of the morning shows to say, you know, th- that guy sucks, our show is better. You know, we always thought big enough piece of pie for everybody. We, we, we weren't that kind of show. Rick was uh, just a genius. He was set up punchline record, set up punchline commercial, the best. Hmm. And here's what we were. In my assessment, and change it up if, you, if you'd like, we, this happened uh, early. We had the TV Top Ten. It was the ratings of last week's TV Top Ten. Most shows would go ahead and burn that. That's 30 seconds. But we knew that this TV Top Ten needed something special. So we would delve into our collection of albums that listeners had sent us. (laughs) And on the air, we would start searching for the perfect music. On the air, needle on the album. And we would go through... And we would hit one, and we'd play a little bit of it, and Brian would go, well, we can't use that. Why not? Well, because it reminds me of my grandma, and that makes me cry. All right, we can't use that. (laughs) Got to get rid of that. So we were on the air for an hour looking for the right music until we settled on, and I'm not kidding, this exists. It's still around. We settled on the track, Termites in My Woody. And over that, classic. It, over that, we read the TV top ten, and that, and that to me was what we were. We knew every morning we had a stack of content in front of us, and we knew that every other morning show had that. Um, but our job was to look at this stack of content and find another way to do it. I'll give you an example. Really? Uh, <laughs> another example. Well, the example is this. We were given or or somehow got brass, trombone, trumpet. Now, what to do with it, who knows? Uh, We used it in many different ways, blasting in in the middle of a song and doing that. But I don't remember where this began or where this came from, but we we would always do the most requested old lady farting in the fog. I think we just had, you know, had it one morning, and uh, it, it just kind of many things on the program. It just happened spontaneously, and it was so stupid. And with our listeners, if it's stupid, that they become part of it because, you know, they're stupid. And uh, no, no, no. Uh, but but that, that was what I think when I processed, you know, uh, the show is we invited the listeners in on it more than uh, – uh, any other show because when you invite a listener in on an idea, hey, we have this idea. Why don't we? We're thinking about launching a frozen turkey uh, uh, with a with an Estes rocket, a gigantic one. And and the joke is for Thanksgiving, as God is my witness, turkeys can fly. Like, what do we want to do? And then a guy will call up and goes, well, and this is how this happens. So organically, a, a listener would call up, well, um, I'm in a rocketry club and, and I can like build one like six feet with put the engine. And then another guy goes, hey, my uncle has a piece of desert that he let you go out and go. and then, and so it would come together because the listeners made it happen because it was. And this is my favorite part because it was stupid. There's no reason to do that. 7,000 people show up to watch a rocket launch a frozen turkey. Yes. Driving hours out into the desert because it was stupid. The reason why? Because it was stupid. And that, that is my joy with the show. So with that in mind, uh, we really feel as though uh, it is time to share with you uh, the old lady farting in the fog. Uh, this this old lady, she's I, I don't know. Well, wait, hang on, we gotta get your thing. 
Okay. So, oh, it's ready. It's over there. <laughs> so this old lady, she's she's up in years, and she's um, she's on this cruise, uh, this this thing, and she uh, she the night before she wasn't feeling great, so she had a lot of fruit for 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 dinner. And so she's, uh, she's out that morning. She couldn't sleep well because of the stomach issues. And so she's out on the deck of the boat, and it's like 5 a.m. You know, this gets longer every time we do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it embellish. <laughs> yes, yes. It gets longer. So, yeah, she's uh, out on the deck of this, uh, of this boat crossing the harbor, and uh, it's foggy. And she's, she's standing there. It's kind of chilly. She's got her... Uh, scarf over her ears and wrapped up in a blanket over her shoulders ladies and gentlemen old lady farting in the fog you can hear the fog horn up in the distance she thought she was a you want to take five more minutes to four hour show mark <laughs> old lady Farting in the fog. The fog is rolling. <laughs> Horn in the distance. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Oh. Well, you know that fruit. It's a bit kind of tired. Yes, yes, you know that fruit. Uh, should we take a break here, Gare? Or, or We can. Uh, well, no, I, I don't know. Quinn and Williams, New York Jets, defensive tackle, Alabama, third pick. All right. Oh, he's a stud. All right. That guy. Uh, oh, we're holding up a note. Okay. Oh, okay. We're going to announce this. We said at the beginning of the show when we started that... Um, it was a tradition. We uh, we do this on the show. We a thing we called kid talent or stupid kid talent or whatever you want to call it. But we'd have uh, we give pe- people a, a, an exact time to call in and and basically use their kids to win stuff on our show. Um, so if you have a talented child, uh, the age limit I think we went twelve or ten. It doesn't matter. Ten. Okay. Ten. Or, ten or under. Ten or under. Uh, then call the show. 800-955-KLOS and uh, Mary Lazarian, the lovely Mary, uh, will answer the phone and sign you up. And we're giving away a pair. A pair. A pair. <laughs> Two. All right. A winner. Okay, a pair of Disney tickets. All right, Rita's pointing to this. Be caller 25. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this part. To a special Disney After Dark. Superhero U-verse on April 30th. That's what they'll win a pair of tickets to. Okay, that's going to be great, and, and we're looking forward to it. So uh, you can start calling now, and we'll get you on the phone. We're not going to do it next break, but it'll be, uh, uh, I think we said uh, 6. We'll do it around 6 or something. 6 or so, yeah. All right, uh, but when we come back, and this is so coincidental. This is, this it is. is incredibly it is uh, coincidental mm-hmm. uh, that it's uh, uh, KLOS's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. We are uh, are doing our reunion show mm-hmm. uh, here today and also in town mm-hmm. starting 
Mm. Uh, just uh, starting today, I think it is. But there's another radio convention in town. I'll be so damned. There's wow. a radio convention in town, or <laughs> really, some, it's happening now. Um, and I think we have a, a promo for it that we're, we're going to be nice. talking about. Looking so, forward I mean, to what it. What a coincidence! All It'd this be crazy that, that we would be doing. All right. So, yeah. and, and I think you're going to remember both of these in the category of one. Who I wouldn't did... count on it. <laughs> <laughs> a category of one who got it mm-hmm. and one who didn't. Guests. Okay. Uh-huh. Which would you like to hear first? This is just my opinion. The one who got it and the one who didn't. Uh, got us you're talking about or got us? What the, us. the point, yeah. the yeah. thing. Uh, got it and didn't. All right. Let's go with got it first. Rupert Holmes, the artist who had him and the Pina Colada song, two number one hits. He comes in, and we had him in, and we said, Rupert, wouldn't it be funny if we put you in the men's room at KLOS with your keyboard, and as soon as somebody walks in to go to the bathroom, you launch into the Pina Colada song. He jumped at it. So here's the acoustics at KLOS, and somebody would walk in. Him, 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 what's he going to do about him? He did it for two hours. Oh. Did it for two hours. He and was I, great. I just, I bet I know who you're going to say All for right. the one that didn't get it. All right. Can I say these three words? All right, now I've got it written down. Three? Three words. All right, go ahead. This old house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tell the story. Nope. <laughs> we'll be right back. After... <laughs> uh, uh, the host of the... the, the, the host of Bob Vila. Bob Vila. Okay. Um, Mark was talking about our record collection that <laughs> the listeners would send us. And uh, so we thought, hey, it'd be great if we had an actual shelf instead of just a pile of uh, of the records, uh, and so we invited Bob Vila in. Uh, very, very, he was very famous then, and he had the, the great hit show um, of this old house. Uh, and he came in actually thinking he was going to do a radio interview, uh, but we had other things in mind. We said, at first he was playing along with it because he thought it was kind of a joke. I said, mm-hmm. Bob, thank you. Here's the wood. Uh, there's the, the nails and the hammers. Would you mind building us? Uh, and, and a shelf for for our album collection. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, sure. And he starts pounding on the thing. And we go to commercial, and he puts the hammer down. No, Bob, we really, we really need you to do that. So he pulls the wood outside of the studio in the hallway, and he actually built uh, the, the shelves, but with attitude. Well, it was something because we put a mic out there by him so we could check in on the progress. And it was kind of something like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and guys, the 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 album rack that he built because it was half ass. He wasn't happy about it. Oh. It was leaning three feet to the left, yeah. but we never threw it away. We kept using it. Bob Vila, so perfect. Uh, we will take a little break. This is the Mark and Brian reunion show. We are on the glorious fifty-year-old nine-five-five KLOS. Nice. I guess that would be considered classic rock. Um, 
This is Mark and Brian. We are doing a reunion program as KLOS celebrates 50 years of broadcast. We are uh, uh, in the studio, uh, and Gary Moore uh, is uh, running our board. This is uh, Gary's showtime. This is his regular uh, time when he has his show, and he's he's, uh, he's and he's helping us out so much because we don't have our tools. When we you do a show for twenty five <laughs> years, you 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 develop a huge toolbox of sound effects and things you go to you go to, and and we don't have this. But and and, and Gary's making it so uh, easy to do this. And I want to tell you, and we only have, you know, because of your long stories, uh, an hour left. Um, <laughs> I, I want to tell you that I'm not sure what I expected of today. Um, uh, I was incredibly excited, a little terrified, um, um, but but I knew it was going to be this. Mm. Take on a life of its own, and we just do we, what we want to do. But I want to tell you, it is just it's been such a joy for me to sit here and and have a ball. This I I'd forgotten. How much, how, how much fun this is. Agreed. And we're surrounded by all kinds of stuff that we do need to talk about because the lovely parting gifts, Laura, has surrounded us. Not with all, but many of the lovely parting gifts. And we'll, we'll oh, get into that in a moment. But it is uniquely strange and odd that, that we here doing uh, this reunion program, that there would be this crazy radio convention. Uh, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Uh, celebrate KLOS's 50th anniversary radio. We're doing a reunion show, radio, right. and right. then and then coming into town. I think it's this weekend, a radio convention. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, and we happen to have new information about it. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> go ahead, there you Radio convention. Ah, here we go. Need the music. This is the point in the program where, uh, which, by the way, we made our living doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah. We never pre-recorded anything. And Always it never, live. It, and it never went. Well, you got to re it. That's the one. The, yeah, that's all right. Uh, as I texted um, you, uh, Gary, uh, uh, yesterday or early evening yesterday, I said, if, if it's organized and if it's right, it's wrong. This is our show. Just just be loose and we'll have fun. Take two. Do you know what I find funny? <laughs> it's strange to me. Yeah. That here we are doing a reunion program. And did you I, I think we discussed this. There's a radio convention in town. That's right. I forgot all about that. Isn't that crazy? Well, that is what it is. <laughs> it's, a co it's coincidental. It is is what it is. Right. And we happen to have more information about it. Cue Gary. Do you love radio or at least what's left of it? <laughs> and would you love to meet some of your favorite morning show radio teams live and in person in the ballroom of a La Quinta in Pomona? If so, come on down to the 15th annual morning show convention this Saturday, Saturday at the La Quinta in Pomona, unless the Comfort Suites in Bakersfield open up, which was our first choice. Yeah, see, we put down a deposit, uh, but when they... When they ended up renting it to the gay biker gang from Sacramento, uh, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, 
all of your favorite morning show teams will be in attendance, including Taco and Watson, Vincent and Hedges, Dildo and the Wingman, Horny Jim and the Krusty Sock, Chaz and his unfortunate chocolate factory, Peggy and the Corpse Flower, Beer Belly Kelly and the Irish Curse, Bingo and Crotch Ride, Albino McCallahan and the Teabag Brigade, and many more. For just $2 or one Bed Bath & Beyond coupon, you can have a photo taken with some of the air personalities that made radio what it is today. Uh, personalities like Twix and Skittles, Denny and Stucky, Tweeter and the Monkey Man, Creepy Bert and that thing in his skirt, Gramps and the Tramp Stamps, Joaquin and the overly friendly Uber driver, Stacy Short and the Mueller Report, Molly and Ringwald, Flomax and Levator, <laughs> Coffee Breath and the Rabbi, Steve Shart and the Tate Police. And dozens more. You know what they say. What happens at the Lakita in Pomona stays at the Lakita in Pomona. That is, until every morning show team in attendance, Facebooks, Instagrams, and tweets, something the effect of, hey, look, everybody, we're not dead. Morning show teams like... Ball bag and bush meat. Gordito and Vasquez. Creepy Pete and a stinky feet. Jamie Lannister and the fart spray canister. Flop sweat and the janitor. Roscoe and the waffle. Captain Dave and the barn weasel. The bitch and the pimp. Uncle Pickles and his unwanted tickles. And three more. So if you love great morning show teams or just the kind of morning show radio that made you think, hey, I've got to listen to something while I'm driving to work, it might as well be this. Then come on down to the 15th Annual Morning Show Convention this Saturday at the Laquita in Pomona. You know, you know what it is? Mm. Coincidence? That's what it is. Wow. It's crazy strange how things work out that way. I think that, yeah. um, so, you, you know, with with a sketch, uh, and it brings up the mini. Uh, we, when we started in, in in Birmingham, we would many times pre-record them, uh, and one of the things about pre-recording is that you can do it, you can do it, you can do it uh, until it's perfect. But the, one of the problems you run into is that you record it and the energy is at an eight, but then the next day you're doing a show live and the show is at a 10 and you plug that in. And even though it may be funny, it kind of doesn't work as well as it would live. And so we decided we would do stuff live. We would have the sketch, we would have the music, we would have the sound effects. And our, our, our thought was when it goes well, it's, it's funny. If the wheel comes off, then- It can be funnier. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to my uh, improvisation days when when you're when you're struggling on stage, as a comedian or, mm -hmm. or doing whatever, um, the the audience knows it before you do, and mm -hmm. the only thing you can do is just admit it and write it out and and just go, yeah, I'm sucking, you know, <laughs> and and so we had most uh, so much fun when the bit went south. A lot of them stayed north, but a lot of them went south. <laughs> and we we had so much fun and sometimes more fun than if we would have done them smoothly. So there's there's one that uh, stayed with that stayed with <laughs> Hey, we're ready for that sketch again. Hey, you know what a coincidence? It's crazy. It's crazy. A coincidence, it's nuts. So um, there was there was one that we did and, and it was just like everything else. We had the script, we had the sound effects, we had the music. But it just, just, we couldn't, we couldn't hang on to her. And, and, and it slipped away. And it's probably one of the most requested because we wound up having so much fun with it. Uh, it was a, a, a wonderful supermarket, uh, the meat department of a wonderful supermarket. Uh, and, and. Well, 
Can I can interject? Because I've been waiting for the perfect moment to interject this, and and with all your talking, it's been hard. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, what many people didn't know is is the last I don't know how many years, maybe eight or I'm 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 sorry, Eric, but um, uh, Eric Lola uh, was my uh, uh, my my partner. We wrote we wrote the sketches together. And um, it was such a great, he was a dear friend, and we became so close uh, as far as knowing what's funny, what's all, all this, uh, that he eventually married Priva. He, you know, met them on our show, and now they have two gorgeous kids. And, um, I, and never, I don't think Gar- uh, 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 Eric really got the, um, the props that he deserved. Uh, he is a brilliant comedian. And, and the reason I bring this up now is because, as Mark said, this is the Kruger sketch, right? We're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that that some mornings I would come in because I had a, a busy night or something, and I, I I couldn't help, or you know, I didn't share the writing credits with Gary, or with uh, uh, Eric, and he would just have a script there, and I hadn't seen it yet, and I those were really fun for me mm-hmm. because um, I didn't exactly know what it was going to be, and I just knew it was going to be incredible. I, and as I said earlier, um, Brian and Eric did these. And so I would never pre-read. Uh, I would mark, I would highlight my lines, but I never looked at them because I wanted the joke to be fresh. And uh, uh, memory, because, uh, you know, they would have it, and then Brian would look at the sketch throughout the morning and would make changes, and then it would be retyped. Mm-hmm. And we were, <laughs> one morning, we're in the middle of one, and I'm doing it, and we ran into a thing where you were waiting for me to say a line, and right. I'm looking at my script, and it's not there. <laughs> Eric walks in the room live and just takes the script out of my hand. He gave it to... <laughs> I, I'm innocent here. The wrong one, yeah. Okay. But with that in mind, uh, every year uh, we would do your favorite top ten Mark and Brian moments. And every year this one was either in the top five or it was number one. And I think the reason why is fairly obvious. Here is Kruger Meat Department. There are so many reasons to shop at Kruger's supermarket that it's impossible to choose the best one. Is it our huge selection of fruits and vegetables? Is it our incredibly large frozen food aisle? Or is it our unsurpassed selection of canned soups? Well, if you ask most folks, they'll tell you the best reason to shop at Kruger is our award-winning meat department. Yes, we take great pride in serving you the juiciest cuts of meat that money can buy at prices that are impossible to beat. A lot of people ask us how we can serve such tender cuts of beef and chicken day in, day out like we do. Well, the key is in the killing. Because our butchers who work in the Kruger's meat department, it's not just a job for them. They actually hate animals. (laughs) Yes, at Kruger's, our butchers use the bluntest objects that they can find <laughs> to silence and eventually kill the animals that we serve you in order to drag out the animals' pain and make them suffer for as long as they possibly can. You see, at Kruger's, we kill our animals with extreme malice, and it makes a difference for a taste you can love. <laughs> Sometimes we'll even shout insults. <laughs> we'll even shout insults at the animals and taunt them as they lie there waiting to die. And that only seems to make their meat juicier and more tender. 
It's the extra effort that we put into slaughtering our animals that sets Kruger apart. Sure, we don't need to use a guillotine to kill our cattle, but when you're eating one of our delicious hamburgers, you'll be glad that we didn't show those stupid cows any mercy. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, our butchers chose a low-paying, unfulfilling career with no chance of advancement. And there's nothing they love more than taking out their anger on a poor, innocent animal that they're paid to kill. <laughs> hey, it's not our fault that cows can't run away and chickens can't defend themselves. No, our job is simply to slaughter animals in the most inhumane manner possible and then sell you their flesh at a price that fits your budget. <laughs> so, stop on by the Kruger Meat Department today, because if it doesn't say Kruger on the package, then the animal just didn't suffer enough. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, that is just pure Eric, man. That that was that was wonderful. Very nice. Ah, it was painful, painful, painful. Hard to recover from. All right, so now we do have. Uh, where did Rita go? Right when we need her, uh, because the Disney event is coming up, and we do have some young people that are on the phone that we're going to be going to. We've given away not one, but two pairs of tickets to the wonderful Disney event that's going to be taking place, shockingly, at Disneyland. So if really, so <laughs> if you uh, have a talented kid and he's um, 10 years or younger, 10 years old or younger, call 800-955-KLOS. Um, I don't know the specific reason why. Uh, I think I know, but uh, the phone system uh, has uh, is work. Half of it is working. And the website where people can listen live, is it back up? I think it's back up now. But we crashed it in the iHeartRadio app. The apps are crashed. Uh, really? <laughs> Thanks. Well, here is my favorite. Wow. I think it's back up. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's wow, go with cool. They're what, working on it. Let's go with what we got. Uh, uh, Gary, we're going to go with line three. Wait, are we starting the, uh, the kid talent here? We, we can. Well, we got we... a theme song to play then. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's sorry, Steve. Yeah, it's the... Uh, <laughs> which one is Jesus loves the little children? Oh, everything. And then you got to go with presidents for telling them which one. Well, we don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, you love it. You look forward to it. It Hi. is kid talent. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's start out with, I think it's Raina. Raina is, is three. Is this mom or dad? This is dad. Hi, dad. Uh, so you Hi. really want to go to Disneyland, huh? Yes. Yes. Okay, Raina. All right, so Raina, what do you know? Uh, well, of course you know. Uh, what are you going to be doing for us today, Raina? Mm -hmm. you... Doing it. <laughs> She's singing Itty Bitty Spider. Okay. That's a good, that's a good right. job, Raina. Cool. Thank yeah. you. Um, that's uh, not the whole song, but okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll come back to you, Raina. Stay right there because we do have two pairs of tickets to the fantastic event. We're going to be going to line five. Line five, talk to Caroline. Uh, good morning, Caroline. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Caroline. Hi. Coraline. What are you going to be doing for your talent, Caroline? Say, sing it. Uh, sing. Oh, 
good. Uh, what are you going to be singing, Coraline? About Disneyland. Oh, and is this a song that we know, or did you make this up? I made this up. You okay. wrote a song? Okay, Caroline, let's hear your original song. Show there. Oh. Oh, big Yo, that was awesome! Hey, you put yourself into that one. That, do you yeah. do you want to be a famous music singing star when you grow up? Yes. Yes. All right. Who's your favorite singer? Jimmy uh, Hendrix. Wow. Jimmy Hendrix. Did your daddy just tell you to say that? I could hear him whisper it. <laughs> no. All right. Well, hang on there, Caroline. Beautiful job. Let us go to line eight and talk to Emma. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. Uh, Emma, how Good old? Good afternoon. Sorry. Good that morning. was that was a... Good morning. Emma, how old are you? I'm eight. You're eight. Eight. Yeah. Uh, do you have any brothers and sisters? I have two brothers and one sister. And how old are your two brothers? 18 and 12. Okay, mm. which one of your brothers do you not like? Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's how we feel about it, too. We're in the so, same boat. So, Emma, you want to go to Disneyland, right? Yes. And you have a joke, it says here? You, you want to tell us a joke? Yes. Okay, let's hear the joke. What does one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? I don't know. What does one saggy boob say to the other <laughs> saggy boob, uh, eight-year-old Emma? If we don't get some support, people would think we're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. You write that yourself? That's... <laughs> uh, now, uh, Emma, um, I'm wondering, so now you're eight, and, and you have that joke, and that was very, very funny. Um Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I probably should leave it here. Uh, but, well, that was very funny, so I will. Uh, did you read that joke somewhere? You didn't make it up, but did you read that somewhere? What, what? I read it on my grandma's phone. You, you, you read it on your grandma's what? My grandma's phone. Oh, you read it on your grandma's phone. Does, All right. Does your grandma have saggy boobs, Emma? <laughs> No. No. <laughs> we are bouncing on I was lost afraid, I was up here. Together, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you know, hey, respect and, and, and props. Uh, listen, Emma, stay right there. Uh, everybody listen. Now you've got to make a decision here because we only got two pairs. And Mark and Brian are not judging. It's uh, uh, right. Rita and, 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 and Gary and, and oh, Laura and, <laughs> and, of course, Keith. Let's go to, let's go to line seven. Uh, is your name Kiani? Yes. Hi, how old are you? I'm nine. Nine years old. Uh, are we pissing you off all of a sudden? You got, you got a little attitude with her. I'm nine. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to uh, disturb you. So, Kiyani, where do you where do you live? 
Santa Ana. Santa Ana. And you're nine. Yes. And you have a joke you want to tell us? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's hear the joke. What's Batman's favorite fruit? I don't know. What is Batman's favorite fruit? Banana. All right. Very, very nice. Wow. That is very nice. That is so good. All right. Well, thank you, Kiana. Kiani, uh, you hang on the... By, by the way... Uh, doesn't matter. He already... Did you hang up? Okay. Uh, let us go to uh, Madison on line six. Uh, Madison, how hi. Welcome to the program, Madison. Good afternoon. Hootie hoo, boys. Wow. Oh, mm. there she is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it says eight. Um, hi, Madison. You are eight years old? Yeah. Uh-huh. And what grade are you in? Second. Uh-huh. Do you have a favorite subject in school? Uh, history. Uh-huh. And what's your favorite food? I don't know. Noodles? Tough question. Uh, Madison, do you have a boyfriend? No, a friend that's a boy, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's... Uh, right. I mean, no question about it. Uh -huh. Certainly did. A boy that's my friend. Uh, and you want to go to Disneyland? Yeah. All right. Well, we want you to. Let's, let's hear you sing. What are you going to sing for us? Titanium. <laughs> All right, uh, Madison, then then school us. We'd love to hear your talent. Eight-year-old Madison now with Titanium. You threw me down, but I won't fall. I am Titanium. Show me down, but I won't fall. I am Titanium. Said you want to three, four, five, six thousand times. Cause I am titanium, I can't get knocked over. Cause I am on the ground, standing loud and tall. Yeah. It's a long song. It, it's, oh, yeah. oh, she's done. Madison, great you job. Beautiful voice. You, you keep that up. You'll be a star someday. All right, now, before a decision is made. Um, we do have one other. Let's go to line four, Gary, mm -hmm. uh, because apparently let's talk to Sally. Sally, good afternoon. Say hi, Sally. Hi, hi Sally. You're four years old? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Sally, uh, what, what, uh, what is your talent today for Disneyland tickets? What are you going to do? Top shining. What? Shining. shining, like a shining impression, do you mean? The movie. Okay, oh, I so, see. so Sally, four, apparently loves Shining with Chet Nicholson. <laughs> Way to go, Dad. Good parenting. And, and she now is going to share her impression of the movie The Shining. Here we go. Good luck, Sally. What is your impression? Daddy, now you as a noise when <laughs> that is so creepy. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sally, hang on. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. And well done. So now, uh, that's... that's. I think we should... Uh, uh, are we done with it? I think we're done with it? Yes. Okay, so I think Mark and I should choose one, and we choose the saggy boob joke. <laughs> and... 
Laura and, of course, the lovely, the talented Rita Wilde will choose the second pair of Disneyland ticket winner. Good luck. They're huddling up. So while they're thinking, let us go to uh, line eight, and we'll give away the first pair. Line eight. Uh, Emma? Yeah? You win a pair of Disneyland tickets. Yay! (laughs) Well, you told a really funny joke, so thank your grandma. Okay, you hang on, and we'll uh, we'll get you those, those tickets. Good good conversation. Uh, well, all right, Laura and Rita, who wins the second and final pick? I was going to vote for the joke too. So yeah, I, me too. I, that's too bad. That's why we did first. So Laura's going to. Uh, we're going with Coraline and her song about Disneyland. Let's go to line five, okay. and we'll talk to Coraline, the made-up song about Disneyland. Uh, hi, hi, Coraline. How are you? Good. Well. Uh, the song that you made up about Disneyland was deemed very, very good. You win a pair of tickets to Disneyland. Yay! Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Could have used a, a happier kind of response from that. You just kind of were flat mm-hmm. there. So go ahead and uh, give us an excited, like you're really excited about it. Yeah, that's that's you so excited. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> made her day. Nervous. Well, thank you, Coraline. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening and enjoy Disneyland. And be sure to join KLOS at Disney California Adventure Park for a special Disney After Dark Superhero Universe on April 30th. So we'll take a uh, short little break and be, get, get this before we go. Uh, I just looked up the clock. Mm-hmm. We have only 30 minutes to go. Yeah. Yeah, we do. This thing zipped by. It did, and, you know, you, we get to what we can and had a good time, and you know, the phones went out, and then the thing went out. But that's fine. That's fine, because we have a lot of stuff yet to be done. If you do have a comment you want to make, as soon as uh, we uh, get the wonderful children uh, off of the phones. Jesus loves little children. 1-800-955-5567. We will return right after this. It is the Mark and Brian Reunion Show on 95.5 KLOS. Yeah, you're right. All right, good job. Uh, welcome to uh, welcome back to the Mark and Brian Radio Program. Uh, it's unbelievable that I'm about. To, hey, stop throwing stuff, Gary. Man. Hey, That's Gary. professional. Gary, let That's me explain something. Whenever anything is thrown at a broadcaster, it is thrown by Mark and Brian. <laughs> we don't retaliate. His two promos he was doing here uh, uh, live just a second ago. We were throwing everything we could find at him: water bottles, lovely party guests. Um, where was I? What was I going to say? It was really good, whatever it was. It was funny. No question. Um, I, here's one of my favorites. Speaking of shenanigans, uh-huh. uh, we were. this is old building. Chuck was about to do the news. Chuck had stepped out of the room for a second. <laughs> there was one commercial left in the break, and then news live. Brian walks into Chuck's newsroom and took the news with him. <laughs> Chuck runs in. There's the, uh, the news music, and Chuck had... <laughs> and then Brian read it on the thing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was an interesting newscast, that Brian. Uh, we have, get this, now this actually really was a coincidence, mm-hmm. uh, but we have sticks tickets to give away. This was uh, kind of a running joke through the years uh, that, that we'd always have sticks. They were always in town, and, you know, I love them and stuff, but, you know, sticks tickets. So, that, so listeners would start saying that at the end of every conversation. Sticks tickets. So um, uh, we, got, we have them to give away. So call 
uh, KLOS and get on the phone with us, and then we'll try. How many pairs do we have, Reeds? Or Laura? Two? Two. 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 Two, wait, two pairs. I wish you could have heard this conversation going to lunch today after we did the KTL thing. How many pairs of Disney tickets, Laura? Two. But like one, two, or like two, two pairs? No, she go like two. Okay, so two what? Two pairs of one, two, and it went on and on. It was ridiculous. Um, so with it was a long day today and a welcome day. Um, and we had the honor of running into uh, three, many people, but three. Um, that were, uh, we felt, integral in Mark and Brian. And the first uh, was um, Steve Edwards. Uh, Steve Edwards hosted many, many years on Channel 11, uh, began on KBC uh, television and welcomed us. And then when he went to Channel 11, welcomed us. Big TV personality and worked for years. And every he, he would... Almost bend over backwards for anything we needed to do. We could break in on his televised show. Right. We could do anything. And he was like, he got it. He was like, yeah, come on. And we ran into him today. And it was so great to see him. Uh, and then we went to KTLA. Uh, they're still going strong. Five hours live a day they're broadcasting. And whenever we would go over to KTLA and just bust in, we were always welcomed by two guys. Mark Kresge. Mm. And he's still going strong. Yeah. And Sam Rubin, still going strong. They have always welcomed us, and it did not fall on on blind eyes or deaf ears. Much, much appreciated. We told them that in person, but saying that now, those guys embraced us and and very much appreciated. And a quick story uh, of uh, we were talking about our birthday shows, and uh, one this now I'm from a very small farm town of 2,000 people in Illinois, Um, not a big Hispanic uh, population there. So uh, I'd never heard of... My birthday falls on Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Cinco de Mayo. So it's my birthday show, uh, our first year here, May 5th, and I'm driving to work knowing that you prepared a birthday show for me, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm a block away from the station in my car, and I start seeing mariachi bands kind of tuning up and uh, dancers with beautiful colored dresses kind of milling around on both sides of the road and pinatas hanging and I honestly thought this Mark, what'd you do? <laughs> I'd never heard of it. <laughs> Didn't know what Secret of Maya was. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, uh, uh, it's my birthday coming up uh, on, on May 5th. Ask, ask, set up, ask me uh, any plans. Uh, so, with your birthday, do you have any plans going hey, thanks on? thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking of um, uh, throwing myself a surprise party. So, I might, I might, so, so hush. You, 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 okay, I don't want to, absolutely, don't want anyone to know about that. Um, now, we were big uh, NFL football fans. I'm assuming you still are cheering for your Chicago oh, huge. Bears. Never, never been bigger. Uh, and, and there was a playoff game the Atlanta Falcons were in. This was... Uh, early 90s, Mm -hmm. late 80s, Uh, and the Atlanta Falcons won this playoff game. The head coach at that time was Dan... um, um, Doesn't matter. Moriarty? No. Mm -hmm. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So they do the press conference at the end of the game. Divine? Uh, No. And they they, they said, so how does it feel? Haggerty. (laughs) Dan Haggerty. If Dan Haggerty was ever the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, I'm going to be shocked. So... So now, obviously, when a coach or a player thanks uh, God, uh, that's expected. There's a lot of that, and, and, and God love him for that. But 
this head coach just kept going with it live, just won a playoff game, and he just kept doing it. Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves. That's the guy. Okay. Cool guy. So both Brian and I saw that. And the next day we came in, and this is kind of what we talked about. It was all organic, and we started yapping about that, that that he just couldn't stop. And organically, we started kind of discussing, and then Brian starts going with a thing and, and doing it. And so then out came this, this character, and we spoke to the Reverend Faircloth <laughs> on many, many occasions. But there was one that really kind of stuck out. Now, for, for myself, I want you to listen to this because you can tell. So Brian had the sketch in front of him with the, the words that he was going to say. But you can listen where he, he leaves the script. <laughs> and he Which start, I did most of the time. <laughs> and, and so he leaves the script, and he starts going off on Lord, baby, Jesus, the cloth, the thing. <laughs> And my favorite moment out of this particular one is where you were off and you were out there and I'm hanging on for dear life here yeah. and right in the middle, let me get my point out here. <laughs> All right. So, so of the Reverend Faircloth and those of you that have never heard it, you, you'll enjoy this is the uh, Paris Hilton was at her height and Reverend Faircloth decided to come and join us on the Mark and Brian program. Good morning, uh, Reverend Faircloth. Praise the Lord. Jesus, praise the Lord in your soul for the phone. Whoever invented it with Thomas Edison, God bless that Jesus. Blessed to touch the Thomas Edison to make the phone to make it possible for me to call in and bless everyone over the airwaves. Who invented, I don't know, Marconi with the radio. I don't, ble but blessing Jesus, the, I bless Jesus. I bless Jesus. And thank you. And yeah, bless you, Reverend Faircloth. Taking my call. Bless you. Now, now we're talking. Got a double blessed, long distance love with the blessed, the Jesus Lord. The Jesus is Lord, and the Lord is Jesus. And my blessings go out to all you out there. <laughs> now, despite that slutty socialites tequila fueled transgressions, I'm praying for that whore <laughs> known as Paris Hilton and hope she finds salvation in a state slammer. Bless you, center of flesh. God, you got beautiful skin. Lord, baby Jesus. Oh, baby Jesus had skin of loveliness with a halo around it, but she's got no halo. She is the liquor of Lucifer. Sinning bitch. The Lord God, baby Jesus. Now, now make no mistake, I, I do not support pardoning uh -uh. that hard party in Paris, she of the fake blonde hair, anorexic boy butt, <laughs> and, and neatly shorn hoo-hoo is evidence in that devil's DVD, known to the world as one night in Paris, Moses on a mountain, take off your sandals on account of you're going to be writing out your finger with the God on the Ten Commandments, Jesus Lord is up there with that burning freaking bush jesus god i love the lord and i love everyone and let me get my point out here oh baby jesus oh baby jesus love jesus now now my point is we must all pray 
We must all pray for that shallow skank salvation for we are all God's children and the kingdom of heaven opens its gates unto thee and the Lord God, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Did you see the knob polishing that went on in that hotel room? My good goodness, God, I bless the, the maids who had to come in there and scrape off that wall. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh, hey, here's a memo to Paris, bless you. Mm -hmm. A memo to Paris. Driving drunk is not hot. Not. Violating probation is a felonous baloney, and you deserve to be traded for a pack of smokes to a gangbanger named Carlita with a tattoo on her ass that says, Property of Julio, who will hug you and spank you and kiss you and smack you and put the stank on it, and it will be good Noah's Ark in the rain, two by two, coming with the Lord, because they need to save the baby animal. Don't let that unicorn on. He's got a high heart one. God bless you, Jesus Christ. I bless my Lord, and I'm blessing your Lord, because your Lord is my Lord, and God is filling me up down deep and making my tingle. Good God Almighty, Lord, the Jesus, nor Lord God, more, more Lord Jesus. Now, I can only imagine the suffering that poor wayward harlot will endure behind the bars of a woman's prison and the abuses she will suffer at the hands of those hardened criminals who will see her as some fresh, innocent meat that needs to be seasoned and tenderized with every object imaginable. Oh, Lord, God, spank it, film it, make a billion dollars. I can't do it. I can't do it without the Lord. You can't. Bless you. Bless you, Who am I talking to? Mark and Brian. Good God, Jesus, Lord, bless you. Man, my Jesus is hot today. My Jesus is hot. My Jesus is on fire. Oh, Lord God, he's so hot right now. He's so hot, that Jesus. Now, better, now Paris better better watch her back, because I'm going to tell you something. It'll get hairy and solitary. It'll be hard in the prison yard. They'll show her power in that all-girl shower. The guards won't hear you when you scream in the cafeteria. Oh, God, Lord, even bless that one, even though that wasn't that one good. Jesus, baby, Lord, God, I'm filling it up now, filling it up. Are you feeling the tingle? Absolutely right. Oh, my nipples are hard as rocks. Now, let me tell you something. Not even a coked-up Nicole Ritchie could cook up the sadistic pleasure surely to be exercised upon her by her jailmates with much less money and much more badunk dunk Cushion for the pushing. Gotta be jilly, because Jim, don't shake like that. Try to measure the pleasure in cell block B, because that stands for party ass. You slut. You bills above, bitch. Oh, good God, you're going to burn and rot in the hell. So enjoy it now. Enjoy it now. Enjoy it now. Bless you, Lord. I pray for you, I do. I can only visualize that tough love that her cellmate will visit upon that slight, fair-skinned Paris, who may have fooled around with some other chicks on a dare or a drunken game of grab-ass at Sky Bar, but who has never known the fine line between pleasure and pain or being broken down like a naughty pony and then ridden around wearing only spurs, and those spurs are best looking up there by your ears. You know who I'm talking about, Lucifer Licker, slut, slut of salvation. You just turn around. You just baptize yourself in the toilet bowl, you skank. Now, let me tell you something. 
I weep for Paris Hilton. I cry for you, Paris. I pray for you, Paris. I think of you, Paris, sitting in that jail, and it's a good thing my short pants shrunk up in the dryer because there's no room for little Joe Down Baker to stand up and say, Hallelujah, man, Jesus, Lord, in your butt. I'm just saying, good God, Lord, bless you, everyone, and bless the man who put her behind bars. Bless you. God, Jesus, Lord, God, and bless you, Christ, Lord of the Jesus. Bless you, Reverend. Bless Fairclough. you. And good talking to you as always. Bless your as always. Good God, Lord. Man, I got to go and do something. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was disturbing, wasn't it? God. <laughs> oh, um, and uh, not, not that it's connected in any way, obviously, to that. But uh, this Sunday, uh, just real quick, I want to tell you, I was, I was, uh, I'm still walking 10 feet off the ground because of this. Mm. Um, my best friend, Dan, uh, who you met, he was oh, I have a wonderful guy. He's, uh, he lives in Indiana now with his wonderful family. Um, um, five kids, uh, six kids now. Jeez. I don't have any lot of kids, Jeez. but, uh, one of them is Joey, uh, Joe Moyarty. And, uh, he, uh, is my godson. Mm. Well, Joey now is a, is an architect and he asked this wonderfully beautiful woman named uh, Emily, who they've been to my house hot. Mm. Uh, to uh, Mary, so they're engaged. Mm. So they call me Sunday. Dan goes, hey, uh, Joe and Emily are here, and they're having a uh, a party. He's grilling steaks, so they're like 20. They're, they're Irish Catholics, so there's 187. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they're having, they're having this thing, and um, and uh, so they get on the phone, and I'm on speakerphone, and, and Joe goes, listen, you can say no if you want. It, it, take time to think about it, but if it's a no, just believe me. Believe me, it's okay if you don't want to. But Emily and I were wondering... If you would officiate our wedding, Mm -mm. if I would marry them. Mm. So I'm going to, unlike uh, Jodon there, uh, he's not going to be that guy. Uh, But uh, I'm still walking. What an honor that was for me. So I'm going to, as as far as getting ordained, every sitcom I've ever seen, you can do it in five minutes. That's what I hear. So I'm going to be, you know, Pastor Brian or whatever you want to call me. Dude, listen, good luck. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't even imagine where one would begin with that kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. but you just step up and hope for the best, I would think. Yeah, looking forward to it. But that was, that was, uh, maybe I should bring a little Joe Don. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a different ceremony. I promise you that. A couple of things that we should bring up because we're, boy, we're close. Oh, boy. Um, so, the stories this time. so the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one, yeah. um, the drunk shows, uh, they began as, uh, a thing involved with the cops where we would do mothers against drunk driving and we would starting at six, we would take a shot of tequila and the whole concept was we're going to get drunk. We're going to take a shot each break and periodically the cops will do a breathalyzer and will tell us, or the audience, okay, Brian just blew a point eight. If we pulled him over at this point, uh, we he would lose his license. He would go to jail. We had a lawyer, an attorney there. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. It was actually pretty great. We got an award from uh, the Mothers Against Drunk Driving, a plaque. I'm still so proud of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was, but we would drink a shot every one of our segments. Oh, yeah. No, we were we were we're talking about by the end of a show. And whenever Rita was running the board, it was the worst because she would say, oh, boy, she would say, yeah, I mean, we would take a for you because I I would say uh, you'd say, do we take a shot? And I just to be a bitch, I'd say, no, you haven't yet. And we would do, too. So so now now, Gary, imagine at the end of a show, we were 20 
to, to if Reed was there, 20 to 22, 23 shots of tequila. But here was the fun. So the cop thing we talked about, they would do the breathalyzer. But we, our quest was to do the show as we would normally do it, sketches and bits and phone calls, just plastered. Mm -hmm. And then teach the community exactly what it is. All right. So I don't remember how this happened, but um, Wings star went on to Spider-Man. Um, actor joined us from... Dan Haggerty. <laughs> um, Th Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, he's great. Okay. I love that guy. For some reason, he was on our show that day, and he decided to join us in drinking this, right. this thing. So we, he is as plowed as we are. By the way, he had to be at work at Wings at 10 a.m., and he is as plowed as we are. We hop in the Mark and Brian Mobile, and we head down to... Carl's Jr., the home of Bozo Show. <laughs> and we walked in live on the air. Carl's Jr. had no idea we were coming. And as drunk as we were, we climbed over the counter of Carl's Jr. and began eating hamburgers and french fries out of the vat where they put them. We just started mowing. Can you see the pattern that's developing here between alcohol, Mark and Brian, and Carl's Jr.? Yes, I can. <laughs> and again, it's still there. You can drive yes, by and see it. Yes, it is. Wow. But, you know, of all the – we people bring up the drunk shows a lot uh, because it was fun. We were a, as drunk as we could be and still trying to do the show, and yet at the same time doing – a good thing because then, it w along with it being Mothers Against Drunk Driving, didn't we start doing it on Cinco de Mayo? St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, so the LAPD completely bought into it. It was always the same cops and the same attorney. The worst, incredibly bad radio. I mean, seriously, it was, it got to the point the last couple of hours, it was hideous radio, but you couldn't stop listening to right. it. Yeah. Do we have a clip over there? I don't remember if somebody put... Yes, there is a drunk show. Oh, you... all right. Uh, let's just... Not sure how long we can play this. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We'll, we'll just do a little... We'll see where we go. So okay. here's... We're almost done. Yeah. Okay, so do... just a clip. We'll yeah. hear a clip. Well, Elvis. Oh, good oh. <laughs> How you doing, King? Me. Uh, what? That's the Lord. How you doing there, Big E? Oh, i yeah. <laughs> What's going on at Grayson Geek? Why, well, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Grayson Geek. Uh, I'm like a wrestling, you know. I'm listening to the show or what they want. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I think it's a good thing or what you're doing there. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a lot of people drinking around. Uh, you know, we're going to like a little Elvis chippy. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like to give a little Elvis chippy. Hey, <laughs> I, I ain't catching much uh, of your day, Dom. Uh, all right, we're going to I ain't catching much either. <laughs> Well, uh, we, we don't have time yeah. to play the whole thing, but um, that that that's just the kind of of dis, just horrible radio uh, that those shows turned into be. The first couple hours weren't bad, you know. We were yeah. happy, we were happy drunks or happy tipsy. That one was deep in the show. That was like the fourth hour. Yeah, we thought we were killing. Uh, that's the thing. We wouldn't shut up. The first one we did, we had limos pick us up after the show. You mm -hmm. got a limo to take mm -hmm. you home. Limo takes mm -hmm. me home. Now this is before you know everybody had uh, uh, cell phones or, or whatever, and this limo in the back had a telephone. 
So I thought, And and as you do, I just started drunk dialing my friends back in Birmingham. I called Illinois. I called all these places. And I didn't think a thing about it. The next day, I come in and I get a bill for $378 (laughs) from the limo company. And, of course, him. What's this? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't remember that. we got to give away at least one pair of sticks tickets, so let's go to line five. The, the phones are packed, but we'll, we'll do this really quick because just for tradition, we got to mm-hmm. give away some sticks tickets. Of course we do. Uh, this is, Liz. there's no name. Liz. Oh, Liz. Liz, how are you? Okay, thanks, Liz. You want tickets? <laughs> Stick tickets to you. Uh, and then the other real quick mention, the yeah. drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite were the Halloween. We would do a couple of Halloween, uh, bring the kids, and we would show a kid-friendly movie first and then a really scary one. And the kids would trick-or-treat car to car. And everybody was dressed up. It was a really wonderful, warm-feeling, great night. So super good. Uh, So so really, guys, that's that's it. Um, We want to thank again uh, the program director of KLOS, Keith, for inviting us to be a part of this as KLOS celebrates 50 years of... Fantastic broadcast. And uh, thanking Keith, we, we must uh, um, enormously thank Rita, who was sort of the liaison uh, between uh, getting us in here and, 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 and it just liaison? That's the wrong thing. Liaison. Liaison. I did my own thing in reverse. Uh, so uh, Rita Wilde and the incredible wouldn't be here today sitting here if it weren't for Laura, Switchboarder Laura. Yay. We, uh, you know, we can't, we can't say that enough. Laura was, uh, when we first got to KLOS, we asked, what's the phone number? Because we like taking phone calls. And KLOS didn't know it because they had never taken phone calls. Somebody looked it up and we promoted it. And the phone started ringing. And Laura volunteered to come in. This woman worked a nine to five. She came in for years. There was no payment. And she answered phones for us until nine. And then she went to work. Uh, This woman took it upon herself to launch this campaign about getting Mark and Brian into the Radio Hall of Fame. All of the work that goes into submitting for something like that, you can't even... And she's doing this along with being a teacher. Mm. And, And then... She gets us involved with the KLOS 50th anniversary and all the stuff yeah, that's got to go along yeah. there. So, Laura, honestly, and we've said it and we've said it, and we'll say it again. Thank you so much for all the effort and the time that you put into it. I know it is a love for you, though, and and the love is back from both of us to you. So thank you. Thanks, you're Lee. welcome. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say that. It was going to be. Very <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thank you for letting us invade. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's, it's your house here, man. We appreciate you letting us sit here. Well, thank you, guys. I want to just say from me and from everybody that works here and, and a number of listeners, thank you for everything. All them Christmas shows, mm-hmm. all those great Christmas shows, all the holiday parades, the birthday celebrations, the, the, the football punishments, mm. the celebrity guests, the hourly comedy getting a damn cow in the general manager's office, <laughs> all oh, of yeah. that stuff. Thank well, you for for the work. If you've never done a morning show, if you've never gotten up at 3 or 3.30 in the morning to come in and be funny and be entertaining, you don't know how hard it is. It's damn hard, and I appreciate all the work you did to make this station be here in its 50th year. Thank um, you. And, and we... So kind of you to have us in and, and the station, but um, look, there's too many people to thank. This wasn't... This wasn't that kind of a show, but we really are remiss if we don't mention the Frank Sontags, uh, yes. the uh, the Priva's um, uh, genius Stu, who did a lot of stuff. He's still yeah. here. Um, uh, Mike Sherry, uh, Kelly, Kelly, yeah, Kelly. I mean, uh, uh, unbelievable. Um, 
uh, and then uh, all the switchboarders and, and Danny running our board, Roxanne, Elizabeth, Mike. I'm forgetting. I'm not forgetting, but we just don't have time to thank them all. Skylar. Right, Eric, and thank you, Skylar. Uh, oh yeah, I thought we were going to talk to Skylar. Yeah. Okay, so oh, well. got him up. Um, I don't Brian. Think we have time. Brian had a joke that was hysterical because it's true. He once said on the show, we do the show for free. They pay us all that money to get up at 3.30. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's really, honestly, yeah. once you've had coffee and a shower, you're good. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But it's that first five minutes of that alarm going off. I had, Now, you did the, you did the, the, the punch, the, the timer. What do you call it? Uh, uh, alarm clock. Snooze. Yeah, bark. Yeah. I didn't do that. I had to put the alarm, because if I did, I'd never this make it. This is so funny. I put the alarm clock across the room yep. on the way to the shower, and I had a backup. So it would go off. I had to get out of bed to turn off the alarm to then get in the shower, and had it not been for that, I would have never made it. This guy was a was a snoozer. Well, I you do what woke me up was doing calculus because I would I would put like five minutes and like okay this is nine minutes if I push the bar now I was seventeen, I won't shower. <laughs> but wait, I just wear what That's I wore so yesterday. True. And then you're doing calculus so and you're figuring out. Uh, oh, we're, we're late. We know. We, oh, we got Skyler. Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, with us on the phone for the Mark and Brian reunion show, uh, our traffic guy. It is Scott Reif, the Skylord on KLOS. Hey, man, Los so happy to be with you guys. I've been listening since four, and you're sounding great, uh, Skylord. So you couldn't make it at three. We started at three. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry about that. And now, I know you're saving the best for last, so I appreciate that. Well, Scotty was with us for many, many years and always involved himself in the shenanigans with his with his helicopter. And so many wonderful times and wonderful things went on with this guy. But I got to tell you this. I was here in town about probably a year ago. Oh, we're always in town to see the kids. And there was a car chase. And Sky Lord was covering it. And I got to tell you, Scott, you, and I texted you, you are you the best yeah. anywhere. Amen. I, 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 listen, dude, I got to tell you, in Charlotte, this was this past week, there was a car chase. Within yeah. three minutes of the helicopter covering the car, the helicopter lost it. So you, if you want to make a million bucks, come to Charlotte and do that crap. <laughs> That'd be nice. I wouldn't have to get up at 2.45 in the morning, but uh, <laughs> thank you so very much. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for you guys. I mean, that is absolutely the truth. If you wouldn't have taken me in when uh, I walked into that guard shack and given me the job, I just wouldn't be doing this now. So I'm just really fortunate I got to work with you guys, and, uh, you know, I'm still doing it. I'm still working for ABC TV, so... I'm just so fortunate. Nobody did it better, man. And because of you and your car chase uh, reports, when there was one, I am talk about a guilty pleasure. I life stops. <laughs> life stops. Mm -hmm. If the car chase is on, right. you know, I could be doing the most important thing in the world. Like, and I feel so cheesy and so <laughs> dirty. Well, I can't I mean, I, take my eyes off it. Well, I hear you. And when I heard you were doing the reunion, uh, you know, show, I thought, well. God, I'll get a helicopter, right? And we'll do a skin for sky. Just one last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the FAA and my wife called and said, no, you're not. <laughs> well, those of you that don't know a skin for sky. Now, keep in mind, here we were, Mark and Brian. We've got this helicopter because at that point it was just us. And it's up. Let's do some fun things. Let's do a skin oh, for sky. And a skin for sky, a woman or women would call, give him their location. <laughs> she would go out on the balcony of her apartment or home. Or on the roof. 
and take it yep. off. And Skylord, this is a great way to use a thousand dollars an hour with Elegant. He would this will never happen ever again in the history of any time, anywhere, where you're going to get a helicopter to do whatever you want, whenever you want it. It was, me. it was, it was, has that money. And he would fly and give us a play by play of what he was yep. seeing and what they were yep. doing. That All right, was well, just awesome. so you know, 90% of them sucked. I couldn't see a thing. And by the time I got close enough to find out, most of the girls were just, you know, not what I described to you. Well, and then, of course, I don't know if you guys remember this, close to the last of them, because there was a lot of people that just weren't tolerating that any longer as far as, you know, you're flying too low. Mm. And, uh, you know, you guys called me and you said there were two Playboy bunnies on top of the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your call? Do you remember this? Yeah, I'm still scarred from that one. And, of course, the closer I got, I'm like, you know, you got to kind of make it up as you go, right? Because you can't get that close. You can't see that much detail. So I'm like, God, they look great. There's these two hot blondes on top of the building. I'm getting closer. Damn, they look good. My goodness. They start taking their clothes off. And as soon as I get close enough to get a good look, it's you two bozos with rings on, stocking, showing me your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. Brilliant. And one other thing that happened that you guys probably don't realize, that you were out there on the back of the old studio with a potato launcher. Sure. Oh, God. That damn thing almost hit me. Oh, God. Now, to this day, when I reflect on what might have happened. Oh, God. I mean, I turned tail and got out of there as quick as I could, but I saw the potato. So think about that. that I'm hovering over you guys in this helicopter, and you shoot that potato launcher, and I see the potato. The potato's on the side of a baseball, but that's how close it was. Oh, my God. Dude, can you imagine? We, I, I would have died. We the did not. would be over. We, my heirs would be living in Beverly Hills. We did not <laughs> touch that potato gun again. That scared the hell out of both of us. We almost took him out. It's just, why would anybody close, give us a potato gun? Seriously. And so you were talking about how the show, you just did stupid stuff. Well, that was probably the stupidest thing. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. <laughs> Almost killing you. Well, listen. But no, honestly, guys, I'm so fortunate to get to uh, work with you guys. I mean, I, I feel that way every day. Well, Scotty, listen, thank you. Uh, as we said, friend, uh, family member. Uh, there were many uh, people that worked with us on the program that we would have loved to have spoken to but couldn't. And you were with us for many, 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 many years. And thank you for the time. Those of you that want to see the best car chases, if you know there's one, <laughs> go to KABC Television and watch the king yep. of the car chase, Scott Reif, the Skylord. Well, my contract comes up. I'm going to have you guys negotiate for me. That sounded pretty good. Let us know, bitch. We're all for you, man. Scotty, thank uh, you for the time. You guys, thank man. you, Scotty. Appreciate, uh, getting me on. That's awesome. All right, man. Uh, again, we, we didn't have time to talk to everybody, and again, we're remiss, but uh, I, I just want to bring up, uh, we mentioned Frank Sontag, we haven't talked to, but um, um, he was uh, he, he was a great contributor to the program, too. You just loved his laugh. Always supportive. Um, um, uh, I had my list here, but uh, I just feel so bad that we're not... Uh, do you remember Beastmaster Ann? Oh, of course. Okay, Ann Sarusi. Our first producer. Get this. She was working in the promotions office. We were doing very well, but the station couldn't afford a producer. Out of her spare time, she worked in the promotions. She produced our show out of the goodness, no pay, at the beginning. Wow. Out of, right. And to do that, and you're in our Hall of Fame doing all that. Gary, whose show are we now into? This is the Greg Beharrell show now. Sorry, Greg. So. <laughs> uh, we are going to say goodbye here. Uh, it's uh, how, how do you say goodbye to this? It's a, it's a Mark O'Brien reunion show. We will start off by saying congratulations 
uh, to uh, KLOS for 50 years of iconic rock and roll radio and so proud that we could be there for, for half of it. No question, and thank you for allowing us to do that. And then uh, this morning we were on with Heidi and Frank, and we're talking about the Mark and Brian in the Hall of Fame, and uh, they said that if there's moments where they need you, the listener, for this thing, uh, that they would allow us back on the program. So Laura will keep us all posted. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for all the phone calls and all the many years of enjoying the shenanigans and uh, tomfoolery that we got involved with. So, And, and your amazing uh, response to uh, Laura's uh, Radio Hall of Fame on, on all, all the you know Facebook, Twitter, everything. You, you guys are great, and we miss you. Today has been a blast. I can't believe how fast it went. Mm-hmm. Well, it went too fast. There's still a lot of stuff that we've put on here that we worked our asses <laughs> off yeah. to put on here. Sorry. So why don't you come back at some point, <laughs> finish up, and the door is always open to come back and do this again because you know how fast it went. So please, you're welcome here any time. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Gary. We invaded your program. Until next time, we'll see you. And be good humans. Bye-bye.